0: This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Savio Pérez of Sargentanas, Yufioto of Coerl Server, Renu Maro of Odin Server. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by Alamo City Comic Con, October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center in sunny San Antonio, Texas. Alamo City Comic Con celebrates the artists that entertain us through TV, movies, comics, gaming, and cosplay. For more information including badge prices, celebrity guests, hotel accommodations, and more, visit AlamoCityComicCon.com.
1: Live from Aorzea. <laughs> Great.
2: say, shum-shum, slippity-dop.
3: But he's actually hiding his emotions underneath a very thick layer of Axe Body Spray. Juxtaposition.
4: Ugh, idiot. Ascalia. I might even kiss a dude. Limitbreakradio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio, episode number 70. Damn, 70. 70 shows, That's guys. That's almost as old as Pops. I'm it's close. C- Pretty it's close. C- it's crazy because, I mean, like, I, you know, and we've, we've said this before, in the entire, like, What was it Four or five years That we ran Limit Break Radio For FF11 1.0 We only ever made 64 episodes And so To be hitting The 70 milestone That's huge I can't wait to hit 100 100's gonna be awesome Oh, man. So welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. We are live here on Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. If you're listening on the podcast and you like to join us live, make sure you set aside some time on Sundays starting at 1 p.m. Eastern to join us live over at Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. We are, of course, live from our studios And you can join us in the studio We are on the Tannis server In the Goblet, uh, Plot 30, Fifth Ward Come hang out with us in the studio Uh, Wave at the camera We've got kind of an empty studio right now Oh, that's sad Eh, That's a little bit sad I I noticed that there's no Kalo There's no Kalo in the studio Oh shit, I forgot (laughs) You haven't been here in two weeks I forgot you were showing up So, Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for joining us uh, if uh, if you've never checked out the podcast, limitbreakradio.com is uh, the website, facebook.com slash limitbreakradio, twitter.com slash limitbreakradio. We've got a couple of exciting things to talk about today, including revealing the winner of our uh, final symphony contest would like to thank Eckhart Steer for his uh, generous time last week, hanging out with us, answering all of my questions. If you missed that interview again, you can check that out on our podcast over at LimitBreakRadio.com or you can join us over at Twitch.tv slash Final Encountercast at 5 p.m. today uh, because we're going to be talking to Eckhart Steer again. But here's the thing. If you wanted to win tickets to go see Final Symphony in San Francisco... And you're not today's winner here on Limit Break Radio. We're going to give away two more tickets <gasps> over on Final Encountercast. Two more? But here's the thing. You have to listen live. You have to listen live. We're going to be giving them away live on the program. We've got kind of a challenge for our listeners. It's a hard one, too. It's kind of hard. It, it It's a little bit challenging. It's just
5: And like so, me. I'm also hard. Oh, <laughs> And I, also
4: challenging. That's not ah. at all what I needed challenge. to know. Ooh. <laughs> hey, wow, no vomit. Gross. That's called a dry heave. Yeah. Um, So uh, we're going to give away two more tickets over on Final Encountercast. You got to listen live. You guys got to join us live if you want a chance to win two tickets. We've got a challenge for you. If no one can answer it. On live on the show, then it falls to the podcast, and it's first come, first serve. Whoever answers this first, the first email with the correct answer, email, tweet. Facebook, uh, everything's got timestamps. Everything. Everything's got timestamps right. these days. So, uh, the first one to get this right, it's a bit of a challenge. It's a listening challenge, it's a musical based challenge. So, if you've got a good ear and you're a big fan of Final Fantasy music, there's a good chance that you can win two tickets to go see the San Francisco Symphony perform Final Symphony out at the Davies Center uh, in San Francisco. Uh, guys, this is a beautiful performance, and uh, there's there's only three chances to see them in the United States. Wow! Uh, and we are pro- we're providing uh, tickets to go see one of them. But uh, if you happen to live out near Baltimore, there's one that's going on at the Mayerhoff Symphony Hall uh, with the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra. That's July 23rd, and then July 21st at 8 p.m. at the Copley Copley Symphony Hall in San Diego. There's going to be another performance with the San Diego Symphony Orchestra. Now, the cool thing about the uh, performance, the San Francisco performance that we're giving away tickets to is that it also includes a pre-show symposium with the creator of the Final Fantasy series, Hironobu Sakaguchi. Now, this is a guy who has not done many appearances. We saw him at the FF15 Uncovered, and that's like the first that anyone's really seen of him at a, a, you know at a big you know uh, uh visible gaming event in probably five or six years wow. at least since uh Been you, a little reclusive lately huh yeah a little bit so uh pretty cool that he's gonna be uh he's gonna be out there as well so uh we would love to be able to send you out there so you got to listen to final Encountercast, twitch.tv slash final encountercast. that opportunity is coming up live today 5 p.m join us over there All right right so uh we've got a couple of things to talk there's really not a whole lot of news to talk about but i guess you know let's check out what's going on in ff14 uh, ff14 uh, FF news this is a limit breaking news update so, like I said, really not a whole lot uh, in terms of notable news. We're kind of in a holding pattern right now, waiting for uh, 3.35 uh, 3. and uh, Deep Dungeon. Do we know about when that's going to happen? I mean, they they said it was going to be... We were know, like guessing mid, middle of mid July. July. Yeah. And it can't get here soon enough. I feel like we should be getting a date soon. I really... Yeah, yeah. We should be getting confirmation. It, it, um, it's definitely not going to be this Tuesday. Maybe next Tuesday? Maybe. Maybe. They
6: Weekend need to, Tuesday is possible, yeah. They need to give us a
5: date before, like, I don't know, mid this week because I need to take off days so I can play Final Fantasy. <laughs> a, You're going to take days
0: a, off from work to do Deep, Deep Dungeon? Dungeon, yo. Yeah. Oh it's not,
5: that sounds weird saying I would need to take days off to play Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, your if boss yet. is going to think the same thing, too. No, well, he doesn't tell is. them. He knows we're all nerds. There, it's fine. Oh, okay, I guess you do. I always have to make things up, like a cousin died or I'm going to a wedding. <laughs> How many cousins do you have dying? That's not. Nice. That's yeah. Uh, uh, well, Your
0: family tree is thinning out there. I was gonna say I have big families on both sides. So we have like, always said we have cousins uh, in like every state. So.
4: Enough to enough to sustain like every uh, every quarter when we get an update.
0: Because I have, because, look, I got like the mom, stepmom, dad, stepdad going on, and three of those have like five to six siblings, and if each of those siblings then have five to six, <laughs> okay, this
4: is getting awkward yeah. and dark. So, Callow's yeah. uh, <laughs> family has got a genetic disposition to plague. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about what news items we do have. Uh, first of all, the FF14 Amazon uh, Summer DLC campaign has been extended.
5: You know that would have been nice to know before it ended because I went and bought a. PS4 controller, just so I would get the items and stuff, and I could have I could have used, like, I could have bought the PS4
0: instead of having to buy the controller first, because I didn't have the money in the mail. Wait, Mac wait, account. wait, why, why didn't you just have one of the LB, Ar- Ar- LB Army members send you a PS4 controller? Oh, that's like 60 bucks, man.
4: Mister, yeah, we can, we th- can. Th-
0: Thank you, Mr. Jack! <laughs> uh,
4: uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, the uh, summer campaign has been extended uh, through... When is that? From... Did they think July 4th? Through, uh, yeah, through July 4th. I don't know what the original date was. Until uh, tomorrow. It yeah. was I think originally
0: Monday. it was like last. Oh, last was Monday. it? Yeah, oh, it was okay, all right. That. So
4: you've got one more day to... Uh, <laughs> participate in the summer DLC campaign
5: unless you listen to this on the podcast in which you're fucked (laughs) in which I hope you did it yesterday yeah oh well Uh, anyway
4: so uh, there is also some new items added to the cash shop nothing really special just uh, some of the older uh, swimsuit meh yeah Not that great. Not even glamour worthy. Not, yeah, it's barely even worth talking about. So uh, that's really everything that uh, is going on in FF14 News for the week. Uh, By the way, we want to mention that we are sponsored in part by Alamo City Comic Con. Uh, Alamo City Comic Con is happening October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, so a couple of announcements have been made recently. We talked about this. Oh.
7: Also news, Squirrel missed his own in-game way. We'll get to that.
4: So oh, don't, don't worry. Don't. don't. He's Spoil- spoilers. 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 Okay, jeez. Come on, Cat's man. out of the bag. God, can't even work up to it. Anyway. Meow. Meow. Uh Anyway, so yeah, Alamo City Comic Con happening October twenty eighth through the thirtieth, Henry, Gonzo- Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center in San Antonio, Texas. We had mentioned last time that a couple of big announcements had been made, including uh, Summer Glau, the uh, which plays uh, River Tam, River Tam. Uh, also, Sean Schimmel and Chris Sabat, voice actors from Dragon Ball Z, who uh, voice Goku and Vegeta respectively, are going to be out there. And then this past week, we also got announcements that David Fatsuno who played Bud Bundy on Married with Children Faustino is uh, uh what David Faustino Faustino sorry Fatsuno <laughs> Fatsuno <laughs> wow Faustino sorry I read that's that. a listener that's, that's yeah. a pretty bad yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right it F- is F- okay. F- okay. F- I, was, I did that listener. I that was that was uh subliminal there going. okay yeah. sorry about that uh yeah David Faustino <laughs> playing uh Bud Bundy on Married with Children also voiced uh, Mako is a Mako in uh, Legend of Korra uh, Mako
0: uh <laughs> that's it, the next one. And no, no no Mako is the stuff you take out of the ground from the planet to make energy. Yeah, he voiced that. And oh. so okay. was he the life stream? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Huh.
4: Yeah. And uh, also, he hosts his own radio show on Dash Radio, which is kind of cool. Also announced the Karate Kid himself, Ralph Macchio, is Switch going to big, be Johnny. out at uh, Alamo City Comic-Con, also playing Johnny Cade in The Outsiders. So that's pretty exciting. Lots of big announcements for Alamo City Comic-Con. Hope to see you guys out there, because we are also going to be out there. Uh, we are also uh, we also picked up tickets. This is exciting. For FanFest. Oh! Yeah. Yes! of us. Man, October can't get here fast enough. Squad out! We are going to be hitting Las Vegas. I'm coming! I'm coming! Big time and I hope that you guys are going to join us. We're putting together an after party. It's going to be on Friday night. We don't know where it's going to be. We'll have details for you here on Limit Break Radio. Kahlo, you haven't joined us in a couple of weeks. Yeah! Uh, How excited for you are... are, are, uh, How excited are you for Oh
0: Well, you know what? Despite Nika's Best efforts to keep us all from going, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was uh it was a really, really hectic and and very tense moment making sure that we got those tickets. But I mean, that's set, our rooms are set. I don't know if we bought Plane tickets yet, but I mean everything is fucking in stone. Yeah, we're going. We are going to Fan Fest. Yeah, I am. I am so excited to see everybody and meet all these fans and stuff. It's absolutely going to be so stellar.
4: We're also going to be celebrating ten years ten of podcasting. Years, ten we years. We have been doing this while well, I've been doing this for a third of my life. It's really that is insane when you think about it. It's really crazy that we've been doing this as long as we have. Uh, this will be my fourth. Fan Fest, and my second. I'm first. Ve- I'm very excited first. to uh, to to meet oh, everyone we're out there. popping their fan fest, cherry. Yeah, gross. It's gonna be awesome. Dude. It's gonna it's gonna be a great time. I'm buying all of you a three wise
0: men. Mm, Jim, Jack, and Jose. Oh. <laughs>
4: So, we have <laughs> broken his chariot, eh? <laughs> we're going to be excited to be hanging out with you guys. We we hope that you will join us uh, in celebrating FanFest because FanFest is going to be awesome. Of course, we're going to be doing our uh, traditional wrap up as we do every year from the show floor. Okay, now, so I'm not sure where that's going to happen. We don't know what the layout of the Paris is, but, uh, you know, stay tuned to radio.com as we sort of suss out all of these details.
5: Now, I have a question. What? So, my alcohol t- tolerance varies based on how much alcohol I've consumed in the past month or so. <laughs> so, my question is, should I try to build
0: up a tolerance?
4: Yes. No! Yes. Pre- no. 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 Yeah, yes. yes, pre-game it. No! Yes. If he
0: wants to be safe, he should pre-game it, but if we want to be entertained, he should not pre-game it. No. If he doesn't,
8: he's doing it only the last 10-15 minutes.
0: Yeah. It, Do you yeah. not remember the first year at Yomakon when he was Tierno? <laughs> it was so entertaining, but then on the last day when he had a tolerance built up, he was just like, this isn't doing anything for me. He was boring and lame. Eh, it's fan, It's fan fest. Three days. It's,
4: yeah. it builds yeah, up yeah. pretty quick. <laughs> trust. Yeah. Trust me. It's fan fest. We'll all we'll all have our hype cannons on, Uh, uh you know, full. I don't know where I was going with that right, analogy. Look, Justin, not to worry you, but you're supposed First to build up a
6: tolerance thing. over like six years. Uh, no
5: not really not me no because see like 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 you said at uh, Yomakon lock two years ago like after one I was he was, was looping. I was fine I was fine but like it depends it, on
4: how much you want to spend on drinks but keep in mind that it's Las Vegas and drinks are pretty cheap drinks are like free if you're gambling in if, some instances. If you're LBR Guys, members Guys, it doesn't
0: matter. We have our LB army people out yeah. there that are going to be buying us drinks. You said you didn't have to buy a single drink last year.
4: That's what I'm counting on. No, but I did have to buy bottle service to get us into the club. So. Yeah, well, that sounds
5: like that. something. That's a that sounds like a business expense. I was going to say that's definitely yeah. an expense right there. Yeah, <laughs> coming come, coming from the Master of Coin, I believe
4: Well, <laughs> this this was this was far before we had a budget. So this was all this was all coming out of my pocket. Juxtaposition uh, the Master of Coin.
0: Divs on Master of secret for LBR oh god yes really yep you want to be the eunuch not anymore Mm. (laughs) (laughs) you want to be creepy old alchemist dude I'm I'm me. This we're not talking about Game of Thrones, Master of C. This is LBR. By the Master way,
4: if you are a Game of Thrones fan, next week coming up on Final Encountercast, we're going to have a big Game of Thrones discussion. Can't have it because Nika's still off in Japan. And she would cry <laughs> and, and she would be sad. Yeah, no, we definitely. <sighs> She'd totally Sansa it up. We we want to uh, include her on the discussion. So uh, next week we're going to get super fun and uh, talk about uh, Game of Thrones. So we hope that you'll join us for that uh, that's over obviously at twitch.tv slash final encounter cast and we've also got some announcements coming up about the LBR network project that we've talked a little bit about uh, we've uh, made some a couple more strides in that and uh, there's also been a couple of things that have happened in my personal life that I want to share over on final encounter cast today so uh, that's going to be coming up today at five over at twitch.tv slash final encounter cast uh, just real quick i I had seen in the chat uh, while we were talking about Final Symphony, the Midwest gets no love. Well, you know what? You guys should be on the lookout for a touring show called A New World because it's chamber music. It's Final Fantasy chamber music, and that is touring in the Midwest. We'll have more dates and more info on that. Uh, we're actually trying to work out something similar like we had with Eckhart Steer, have them on the program, and uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, maybe we can also get some tickets for that and with it being a little bit more local we could have uh, contests like uh, you know go see the symphony with LBR so we're working on that right now Uh, we'll have more info on that but uh, make sure you look that up a new world they've got uh, touring dates all over the Midwest planned uh, for the next couple of months so uh, definitely worth checking out Uh, All right, so uh, I think that, that gets through um, you know, before we jump
0: into to to the discussion topic, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I actually had something that I wanted to bring up that I noticed Uh, uh listening to some of the episodes while I was gone. Okay. Wait, you listened to episodes while you were gone? <laughs> why, you can't, why did I do that? You can't fool anyone. No, I definitely listened to something because uh, uh Ascalia, it was when you were on Drops. You did really fucking good. Like Thank I you. was I was really impressed cuz I mean I've sat down I've I've tried tried to do drops once when uh, I forget if you juxt- tattoo you were here the tattoo, tattoo. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right. And and it's really tough because he has them labeled a certain way and I mean you nailed some really good ones right on the head. So uh, no, uh kudos I, to I you. To, and I got to give you props. You did really good for a beginner. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually kind of me, uh, Juxy you've been doing them for how long? Yeah, and a couple of years. Exactly. So
4: you have like practice. It's been more than a. Well, and- hang on, hang on. So we we added drops to the program. Let's mm-hmm. let's tra- trace this back. Because when we were in the old studio, we didn't have any no, drops. Right, it was just uh, us and the microphones, and you know, we were lucky to be able to get that live streamed mm-hmm. out. It was very, very different setup from what we run now. In fact, we didn't have any of the mic arms. Right, right. You know, we we had we basically were putting tables together, and it's uh, been a little over a year. Because remember, we did the E3 wrap up yes, here. Yes, it, it has been yep. just over
0: a year okay. since we've so moved to our new studio. You've been and dropping for a year. Yeah, uh, yeah. A and Obviously, a the more you do something, the better you get at it. So, so uh where are we going, big guy? The point I'm trying to make is he did as good as you in one day as you've done in a year. So imagine if he was on the drops. For like a year, yeah. Yeah. Now, 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 now look, we're not just gonna take your job away because that would be wrong, right? Okay, but yeah, I, I think that maybe, you know, since you've been on it for a year, maybe it's uh maybe it's time for a performance
4: review. I think this is a good idea. Yeah. I think oh, this is. A good, oh really? He,
0: oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let you know how well you're doing. Maybe, maybe you know, as as uh, as an establishment here, you know, uh, all the important people are here, so we can we can maybe decide if it would be. Wait, 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 wait. What? Pops is here. All right. The important people in Pops is here. Oh, okay. And. <laughs> <clears throat> Ooh, that was a close. One. I almost dropped my tablet. Uh. Anyway, point is that we need to do what's best for the show, right? So let's do a, a, a performance review, and then we'll decide. As a group, what's best for Limit Break Radio? Having you on drops or having a
4: Scali on drops? Right. right. Yeah. Because yeah. right. it, it should also be known that I I think that episode, we took a ton. Didn't we take a ton of calls? We t- it was the first episode where we did jumping potion calls. Yeah. Yeah. We took a shot shitload of calls we were inundated with calls and, and and we got through I think more callers it the wasn't there that actually was the,
0: that was that Iscalia 2 doing calls
4: Yeah, yeah it was Iscalia 2 doing calls wow. he was doing calls and drops Wow, I know and he didn't bitch about it no he didn't complain once
0: hmm. interesting hmm. I'm gonna write that down
4: <laughs> <laughs> for my performance review just just saying he's working just on my saying. performance review review for later <laughs> just saying well I mean we got to figure out if if you're not in that spot if we've got to rotate chairs yep then we got to figure out who goes in the spot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so all right. Well, the first one: work habits, performance factors.
0: So the way we're going to do this is, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read off the little question. Well, it's not really a question, but a statement here, and then uh, we're gonna rate it one through five. Obviously, five is good. One is bad, right. and, and for non applicable. Okay. Right. Right. So uh, understands job responsibilities and related operations. He understands them. Yeah. Are we talking about like now, like like responsibility? Yes, yes. As of now, as of right as now. Of now. Okay,
5: now hold on. Is this like for like my performance overall, or just regarding engineering? Regarding engineering, Eng- engineering. Eng- engineering. I actually okay.
0: specifically looked up an engineer's performance review. <laughs> okay.
4: All right. Um, I'm gonna say. At this point, like I'm gonna say five. Four or five? I'd I'd give him a five
0: too, because he actually goes the extra mile and brings in drops sometimes too. Yeah, he does. He does
4: not only not only that, but he's also he sometimes is the first one in the studio to to be setting up and getting ready. So So, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give him that. All right.
0: Uh, completes work assignments accurately, thoroughly, and on time.
4: Hmm. Hmm. hmm.
0: when he brings in the drops isn't there a few times where you've had to oh I always fix- have to he, you always oh
4: you always always have, have to. to it does and and it, it, that's, that's, that's for not his thing that's not him that's me that's okay. that's me so there's nothing that he could do prior to that to fixing them? I mean I could teach him but it it's a pain in the ass and it's just easier i I, I know it's been done right if I do and he's
5: the audio man so he knows how lov- how high the levels need to be.
4: All right, so, so I'm, I'm going to defer to you for
0: this then, Nero. What do you think? What do you think he would, he, he, he would score on that? I'll give him a four. A four? I'll give him a Get four. Get her done. I'll give him a four. Follows proper attendance guidelines and policies. Now, you know, he missed his first episode. He, he's only yeah, ever yeah, missed one, one episode. episode. I'm going to yeah, give him a five. I got to yeah, give him a five. So I five. was going yeah. say, you yeah. know who's, right. whose record okay. is clear with that. That's all. all right. Me and Anira are tied right. right now. All right. Clearly and effectively communicates and expresses ideas and information to customers, co-workers, Members of the public, supervisors, and managers. Okay, hold oh, that. Now get, that, that's. You gotta <laughs> say that again because that was way too many words. I don't remember anything you <laughs> all said. Right, all point right. taken. Clearly and effectively communicates and expresses ideas and information.
9: Hello, kiddies.
0: Jesus. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go pretty low on two, that. Yeah. Two, maybe? Yeah. I think. That's, at least, that's at least a four. <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? No. All right. Uh, go no go ahead and clearly communicate why you think it should be a four. Maybe. Okay. How about a
5: 3.14152? 1415... Two. <laughs> two?
4: I just picture him reading emails. Four. Yeah, exactly. Two. Exactly. <laughs> Why do, you, why do you think we don't ask you questions That you actually just have to insert yourself In conversations You just asked me a question It was rhetorical Touche <laughs> Resolves problems in an efficient Safe
0: and effective manner <laughs> I couldn't even finish that one without laughing uh, has I, he ever resolved a problem I'm pretty sure he only creates
4: problems <laughs> does he resolve the problems he creates no
0: <laughs>
4: they usually just persist well hang on let me let me let me ask you guys a question are you guys all still running off a of Wi-Fi in your house are you yeah one? okay I'm <laughs> gonna go with a one'm <laughs> gonna go the one there All right. even the chest jumping in on that zero. <laughs> oh,
0: oh! this is great this is great this is great. Is accountable and accepts responsibility for own
4: actions. Uh, that's like a one that's or two. A one. One. Totally
0: that's accountable. A one. But, no, you're I the count accountant. All the money. <laughs> no, that is so different. Too bad that's not anything to do with engineering. Yeah. That's still the
6: oh shit. <laughs> See, exa- yeah, yeah. Is it- there one on there for passes off
0: blame on a Scalia? That's a five. <laughs> Organizes and plans work assignments to meet objectives.
4: Okay, now he He actually is the only organizer. He's responsible for the only written bits that we've ever done. I'm gonna give him a four on that one. Okay, I'll go with a four. I'm gonna be generous.
5: I also uh, made this whole plan for buying fanfest tickets that absolutely nobody followed and completely (laughs) promptly forgot. Oh, no,
0: no, hold on. And you know what? If you were actually good at clearly and effectively communicating and expressing ideas, maybe they would have. Hey,
6: four on planning, one on follow through.
0: So, what, do we average that out to a 2.5? Yeah, something like that. G- give me back okay. that
4: four. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> let's, no, let's split the difference and say, three. All right, three. All right, go. All right.
1: three. Jesus, this is actually almost depressing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> is responsive and courteous
0: to customers, members of the public, co-workers, supervisors, and management. How many times okay. did he drop Who's that, out? hey, that fuck you, like, you
6: douchebag drop? That is
0: like eight different people. We fine, split fine. that up. <laughs> is
5: responsive
4: and courteous. <laughs> yes. One.
5: We should do like Escalia, would
4: you like to one. justify your one? To anyone. How about that? Hey, wow. bleep you, you douchebag. <laughs> one it is. Kidding, obviously. <laughs>
0: Man, you know, you started out pretty good, but this is not looking good for No, you. this is going downhill very quickly. Receptive to direction and accepts feedback in a positive manner. Ooh. Ooh.
6: <laughs> very well, thank you very much. I think he re- I think he accepts feedback uh, good when it's not coming from
4: a Nero. Uh, it, it, your pit stains beg to differ.
10: <laughs>
0: oh.
11: <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> oh, God, you're such an asshole.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a pretty negative uh, reception rate. I'm going to go with one.
7: <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, my.
0: Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Oh. Adheres <laughs> to ethical standards <laughs> of professional conduct.
4: Uh well what is the minimum bar for professional yeah. conduct what is inside LBR's of ethics? this
0: inside of this organization? And follows the ADOT code of contact, conduct. What's ADOT? I don't
5: know what ADOT. is. I don't know it. either, but it's probably a if, if you lot you
0: can't, higher. If than you
5: ours. can't define it, then it doesn't count. It's I throw I, it out.
4: I actually kind of think that this does. I don't think that that LVR as an organization <laughs> quite meets the minimum bar for having any kind of ethics. Not
0: applicable.
5: Not, Not applicable. applicable. No. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs>
0: That's not good. <laughs> well, just, we should throw out the question. It's not a fair question. All right. We got all right. Now, so this next one here is leadership Ooh, performance. I'm factor. really good at leading. This is I think this is this is for us to answer. Not you. You don't really get any feedback on this because it says all super, the important people are here. Supervisor only. Oh, <laughs> wait. What is this?
5: Only these questions
0: or the wait, whole thing? We're all equal shareholders in the company. Who's a supervisor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sets clear and attainable expectations. Uh oh,
6: okay, so this is like do we set him clear and attainable expectations. Oh, so this is your performance review? Oh, maybe
0: it is. Okay, we don't have to do that then. Alright. <laughs> so let's uh let's go back over this then. Um he got a five, a four, a five, a two, one one, three, one, one. <laughs> wow, you really fell off there. Can someone average that for us? I need a calculator. I don't know. Uh, I, hold you know here. what? I, I will have the results of your performance review. We will discuss those at the end of the
4: show. How about that? Fair I, enough. I feel like the first ones, because they were asked first, should have more weight to them. No, that's not. That's, that's, not that's absolutely that not how this works. No. So, uh, last week, if you listened to the show last week, we had a very special guest on the program by the name of Eckerhart Stier. He's the conductor for Final Symphony. And if you don't know what Final Symphony is, uh, it is a beautiful collection of symphonic Final Fantasy music. Uh You can find albums on iTunes. You can find out more at eckerhartsteer.com as well as spielimusicconcerte.de. It's usually just easier to throw Final Symphony into a Google search and find it that way. But uh, we held a contest over Twitter and Facebook to give away two tickets to go see the San Francisco Symphony perform Final Symphony live at the Davies Symphony Hall. And uh, we've got the... uh, So what we did, we took all uh everyone who shared the post the post that we uh, that, uh we asked you guys to share uh and anyone who retweeted it uh got entered into a drawing to be able to win the uh the uh tickets So uh, we would like to congratulate Sean Blake as our winner. You're going to be receiving two tickets to go see Final Symphony in San Francisco uh, at the Davies uh, Symphony Hall and also see the uh, the opening chat from Hironobu Sakaguchi, the creator of the Final Fantasy video game franchise. Again, that's July 27th at 730 p.m. at the Davies Symphony Hall with the San Francisco San Francisco. Symphony. If you would like to buy tickets, you can pick them up at sfsymphony.org or you can tune in live over to Final Encountercast at 5pm over at twitch.tv slash Final Encountercast. We're going to air our interview with Eckhart Steer again and uh, after that, we're going to give away two more tickets live on the air. So uh, make sure that you tune in. twitch.tv slash Final Encountercast. We're going to have a challenge for you and uh, if you can answer our, our audio challenge, then you will also receive two tickets to go see Final Symphony. So congratulations again to uh, our winner, Sean Blake. Uh, that who, name just wh- screams boy band. Wasn't he in Game of Thrones? I don't Isn't think so. Isn't he Ned Stark?
6: <laughs> Sean
0: <laughs> that's, the that's Sean Bean, Bean. And he
6: died. You dumb idiot. Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah, he dies in everything. No, not literally. No, no, he. the actor's not. <laughs> Would you, good lord. His character just dies in everything. Oh. Including Goldeneye, where they killed him like three times.
8: Except it's great. In Ronin. He didn't die in Ronin, but he got kicked out of the group.
0: <laughs> Was he in Ronin? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking that the Canna Reeve won 76 Ronin or whatever.
4: So, uh, do we do we have Juxta's uh, yeah. performance review? Oh, do you want to do it now or at the
0: end of the show? Oh, I, it, I'm, I mean, it's up to you. Yeah, we'll do it now. All right. All right. Uh, Juxta. That came to an average of 2.5. Shit, yeah! N- no. <laughs> no? What do you five, five is good. One is bad. So I'm average. Yes. No, so average. No, three average is average. D- average
4: would be three. Yeah, you're mm. below average. And
0: why would we want someone who's even average to be doing the drops? It. All right, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to defer. You You and a
5: Nero did quite a bit of talking during this whole thing, but Ascalia was oddly quiet so Oscar I'm gonna to defer to you and I'm gonna to point to the green room video <laughs> last week as evidence but uh, how how difficult is running
6: is being the engineer mr it was easy. mr. <laughs> mr. Rami- oh, it's easy <laughs> no straight okay. up straight up I actually did get to experience that hmm. let me tell you the most frustrating thing on Limit Break Radio, as a whole, it's when he says something to which there is a perfect drop, and it is seven pages to the right, and you're not going to get there in time. It sucks, and uh, I don't want that job. And it's better can keep it.
4: And, and and it's interesting because it's I, I in my mind, it's better not to even fire the drop.
6: Yeah, you just let it go. Yeah, you, you, you just have let to. You like if you do it like four seconds
4: late, oh, it sounds oh, like crap. But, yeah. But
6: then, but then at the end of the
4: show, Juxta. they're like,
5: they
6: say, "Oh, where were you on drops? Why do you hit so many drops?" Well, at the same time, if you do good drops, they don't say that because I only did about five or six drops, and
4: they were pretty happy with it. Now, them. look, look, hang on. I, I here's the thing: is that you actually have it kind of easy in terms of drops. At my old job at the uh, at the sports radio station that I used to work at, the uh, we only had six bays, so we could only load six cuts at a time, and then we had. Like twenty five hundred oh cuts that you could search through an index, and if you knew the name, you could find it. If you knew the the cart number, you could find it. But you had to actually find it every time you wanted to load it, and then you had to load it into the deck and then be able to fire it on air. That sounds so horribly inefficient. It is though. It was the most inefficient system for drops so, I've ever seen. So the drops literally have to be like pre-planned. You couldn't actually do that on the fly. The, uh, they. That's why they had so few drops. Is because. The, you really can't do it on the fly. You had to have like a couple of generics like ready to go, and then use like a rotator spot. If the if you were really good, you could make it sound okay. But there was really, I, I mean, it was like one of the worst drop systems I've ever seen. And so even our basic, you know, three by three grid is better than that. You just have four by three. Four by three.
11: You know it's bad when
7: Juxta is asking number six for help.
4: You're not wrong, Skateye. <laughs> that Skate. is the end of your rope.
7: Yeah, I, I'm
0: not really sure why you bring up that it's difficult. Like, like no one said that it's supposed to be easy. The point is that with it being difficult, he did as good as you on his first try.
5: You know, that's true. I mean, how much better could Askelia be if he actually had practice and I was able to actually get acquainted with my drop system right. which, which admittedly
0: is uh, a bit of archaic. I don't but know that I like works. where this is going. You know, <laughs> but um, you know, <laughs> people in the chat have said that their subscribers technically shouldn't they get a say too? Mm. Maybe we could put a vote out. Hashtag fire juxta. <laughs> or not. I don't know.
5: I mean, there wasn't very much vote of confidence so I wouldn't take it personally work work ethically if you wanted to go ahead and give a Scalia a, a trial run. I mean, he did really good the first uh, two weeks ago.
0: What do you think, Ascalia?
5: Yeah, more work. Swag. Well, it's, it's not like you really, like, you know, talk during the show anyway. No, so fair. we wouldn't be
4: losing anything. <laughs> fair. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, see what the chat thinks. Yeah, I, let's put it. Let's. Wow, it's already
5: firing up with fire Juxta. Let's well, <laughs> there, promote Juxta. There was a four Juxta. Is that that- Juxta. your What What's fuur What's fuhr Juxta? Wait, no, wait, no, not like, juxta. Like, like, what? Fuhr juxta. Oh no no, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> start no oh god, he's a Reich.
4: Uh, all right, so we right there. So by the way, let's make uh, let's see how good juxtaposition is at his job and make him do work. We're going to take some of your calls. We want to hear from you. Limit Break Radio and Scott. Eight one zero five one five eight seven one five 810-515-8715 Limitbreakradio.com Slash Discord Now we do have a topic laid out for today uh, We're going to be taking a look back At uh, the ways that Final Fantasy fourteen Has evolved in its time And uh, but, th- we, but we know you're all just going to want to talk about Jumping potions That's the thing Is that we've taken two solid weeks of calls On the jumping potion I think most of the emails that we got this week <laughs> Were about jumping potions Here's the thing I'm almost tempted to take every Every call and every email that we've read about Jumping Potion, all our discussion about Jumping Potion, combine it into one... Audio file and send all of it to Square Enix. Just, just, um, oh my just God. Email it yes. direct to Matt Hilton and T-Z go. P- this is what your community is. It, it, you know, this is how they're reacting. And, and so, like, make it clear, like this isn't us cherry picking. This yeah, is everything. This is every, We've had no one speak positively. Every call that we've had. So now, look. If you have been a dissenter on the jumping potion, if you think that it's a good idea, we especially want to hear from you. This is, the, I think, the last day of calls that we're really gonna take on this uh, but we have every intention on co- on uh, on combining all of these calls and sending them directly to Square Enix in an attempt to say look this is the feedback that we've been cultivating here and we think you need to hear it so we want to make sure that your voice gets on that limit break radio uh, uh, limit break radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five dot LimitBreakRadio.com slash discord is the way to call in is- now Kalo, we we haven't heard from you in two weeks. This—it's been you—you you haven't even heard about the jumping potion. Oh, well, I've you have it, but I mean, like, we haven't heard from you about what <clears throat> yeah. you feel about the jumping potion. Now, you were obviously a big wow player, mm-hmm. and you did see the effect that being able to buy your way through the leveling system. What kind of effect that had on its community? What do you think about the jumping potion? First man?
0: of all, I think the name is so dumb. When That's I first terrible. heard jumping potion, I'm like, oh sweet, they're us some potion that, like what lets you jump around a lot or really high and or i was, was actually like kind double of double jumping yeah i was kind of excited <sighs> and then when i realized what it was i'm like the fuck
4: is that what it's called actually in world of warcraft no, no. what is it I, called i, don't, I don't level think,
0: boost. I think. yeah level hmm. boost i guess it, it's never really been given like an official name is it an item because i actually don't know how it works i okay. never actually used the level jump specifically it was uh it was a. Uh, more of an evolution in World of Warcraft from the XP boost, right? And eventually, I think it first came with Warlords of Draenor was the first time where they're like free max level character when you start playing. Prior to that, it slowly went from, you know, the rested XP. And then you could get heirlooms, which if you bought all of the heirloom equipment, which leveled up with you, you got like 50% XP boost. And then for the recruit a Friend, they gave you a 300% XP boost, which affected everything from mob XP to quest XP. So long as you were with your recruit a Friend... And that was insane. So, you know, th- those were all just effects that were on you. I've never actually had the potion itself or well, whatever. And, and okay. it's kind
4: of weird that, you know, like World of Warcraft went to kind of great lengths to find ways to circumvent the leveling system. And I think that Eleven even did that very creatively. Mm-hmm. And now what what is being discussed is just buy it buy it, we'll send you an item yeah. through Mog Mail, and then, now, poof, you get see, your level.
0: with with World of Warcraft, all the stories were disjointed. You know, e- each time a new expansion came out, you didn't necessarily need to know the plot and the background of the previous ones to get what was going on now. Okay? Mm-hmm. That is obviously not the case with Final Fantasy 14. Okay? And the thing with with World of Warcraft is, is it's so tedious leveling because there isn't, like, this 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 overall story that you're going through. If the expansion's done with and you're not raiding, there really isn't a story or a narrative that's driving you. There's like little narratives in each zones, but you've probably already seen those. You already know what that is. So I can kind of get why they would need to jump people in World of Warcraft because otherwise they're never going to get to endgame. But with Final Fantasy 14, it's for,
4: all laid out yeah, for you. For
0: for what is it like like 40 bucks or or, or whatever it is, you can basically get a free fucking fully near like like deep narrative Final Fantasy game. And that's the thing. Is play that-, that and then your reward is an MMO. Right. Because that's the thing is that it's a fairly guided experience yes. one, to, 1 to 50 yes. at, the, at this point. Have you ever finished a mainstay Final Fantasy game and like fuck I wish that I could play more I wish it went further. That's what 14 is.
4: But you know you'll, you'll also get those people who are like well yeah but I'm not interested in the story I don't want to play it for the story I just want to play with my friends. Then go play fucking WoW. Or Overwatch, or something, you know? Like, go play a game that's a little bit more... Like, you can jump in and right away get get straight to the shit. Yeah.
0: If that's the kind of... I feel like if that's the kind of mentality that you have, you're probably not going to last very long in the game anyhow because you're going to consume the content so fast and not be attached to any of the characters, any any right. of the
4: game at all. If you're just playing for your friends, I don't know what to fucking it, tell it, you. Yeah. Is it just me or does that take the Final Fantasy out of it? Because... It, 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 the big thing that I see really makes this game a Final Fantasy game outside of having Chocobos and Moogles in it is the fact that it is a narrative experience. It's a fully fleshed out narrative experience in an MMO, which is not something that is very common. No. We've, we've seen Star Wars, the Old Republic attempt to do it with varying degrees of success. And then I don't really know another MMO that has a super strong narrative quality to it. That puts you as the focus character. Character exactly like in
0: World of Warcraft, they've made recent strides to make the stories in the cutscenes like you know feel like <laughs> actually be about you. Well, I don't even know about that, just to feel meaty. But it's always been about their lore characters. It's about Thrall. It's about fucking the dick orc. It's about Thrall. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> it's always about
8: Thrall. <laughs> it,
5: it's about Thrall. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag World of Warcraft. Hashtag and, it's about throw.
4: And I and I, I think removing that element of the game, you remove a big percentage of the available content that keeps people plugged in mm-hmm. and continuing to log in.
6: Think I, of how flimsy a patch would feel if you took the, if you
4: stripped the story out of it. Like
6: how big like three point three would feel like nothing if they'd stripped the story yeah, out of it. Ah, imagine that.
4: I it it I I just I don't like this idea. It's way too soon to even have it be a conversation. It makes me nervous that Yoshi P is talking about it already. I know that so much of the game. I mean, even 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 look. Even if you don't care about the story, okay, fine.
0: You don't care about the story, right? You still need to learn how to play your class. You still need to earn, learn the intricacies of it. And I know you're gonna say stuff like, "Oh, well, the classes change at max level anyway." It, that's kind of irrelevant. All you're talking about there is, is a rotation change. Yeah. You still use all the same abilities to, you know, just in different orders but there's a f- leveling up and you have to get a feel for those abilities. There's and a, a fundamental
4: for- application for the way yes. that these abilities are used and the leveling system is designed to give that to you progressively.
0: Yes, not just as far as your classes go but party composition how you work with other classes uh,
4: the the ethics that people are going to expect of you in this community. Now, i I, and I I saw somebody make mention of this in the chat room and I think that this is a great point. Uh, Remember all of the problems that having, you know, three new jobs at level 30 created for, you know, at least two or three weeks? Yeah. You know, like having new, you know, totally new players Uh, just be able to fast forward to the end of the game. Like First of all, yeah, you're you're cutting out a huge swath of your content that you really want people to go through. You want to guide people through that experience because it's good. It's quality. It's showing off the best points of what your game has to offer right now. Mm -hmm. And shooting that in the foot, I think, does a huge disservice both to the community and to the work that you've done you know, writing the narrative, expressing it, and 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 taking the time to animate it and put it out there in the way that that, that Square Enix has chosen to, to do it. I think that that under that takes the legs right out of it. And you're going to have these people who jump right on and they pay their you know twenty five dollars or whatever to get to you know the fast forward button to level sixty, and they have no idea what they're doing. They're just mashing buttons. And there's no willingness to try to learn it. or I, I, there, I just see a whole lot okay. of community problems I have a solution. with this moving forward. I have a solution.
0: All right. So when we made the switch from 1.0 to 2.0, we have what's called legacy servers, right? Right. Okay. So obviously, if they put in a jumping potion, it'll probably be for the new expansion. Okay? Okay. So I think for 4.0 anyone who gets a jumping potion should be put into a new jump server. And the only people who exist on that server are people who want to use the jumping potions. Are yeah. the jumpers. Yeah. Are the jumpers. Yeah. That way we don't have to deal with them. And then when they all quit and leave and that server die, square are to be like, oh, that was a bad idea.
4: Wasn't that... I, I, that's not... That just similar to the way that I think the first Guild Wars did it, where if you uh, chose to get a fully leveled character, it would put you in a server shard with only other people who decided to start at level, you know, whatever the level. And and then nuke them all. (laughs)
6: Callow, <laughs> I don't know about what? this man. First, it's the Callow Clux Clan. Now you're
0: talking about segregation. Hey, hey, I'm Getting worried, hey, man. Hey, don't put it. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the Juxta Reich, but <laughs> but I am not segregating based on any bad thing. Like these are these people are of all different races and creeds. Mm. They're just morally corrupt. <laughs> They're lazy, is what they are. Yeah,
4: Lallafellows, uh, Femros, all
0: of them. And you know what? You can not e- You can't even say that like I'm against anything right now because I'm playing Zarya in Overwatch, who is basically ephemeral hmm. not wrong.
4: you're not wrong yeah
0: <laughs> yeah uh what is your deal with calling me a racist
4: <laughs> uh so let's go to our phone lines we've got uh raven striker from uh cactar holding on what's up raven thanks for calling the program
9: hey guys how you doing
4: good man thanks for calling limit break radio what do you want to talk about today
9: uh actually, i actually want to talk about the jumping uh potions well that's good because that's kind of a... what we're talking about yeah, um, actually, I have a lot of experience with jumping potions on uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. Are you a jumper? Not really, but I only did it for, like, one character so that I would, you know, have it for PvP reasons only.
4: Right, right. Oh, yeah, that's what it was, is that you could... You could in Guild Wars, you could have a fully leveled character, start with a fully leveled character, but it was a, a PvP-only character oh, is interesting. what it was. Yeah. Okay, so Raven, uh, what did you see? So was this a feature that was in right from the start with Star Wars The Old Republic, or did they wait a period of time before in- introducing this feature?
9: Okay, before they did this feature, they actually put in... This is when they started with 2.0, with the Hut Cartel, where they started this thing called... Cartel coins, okay, where it was in game currency. This was when they were transitioning from subscription based to free to play because all this, I mean, the game was very successful, but just they couldn't keep the subscription number. So, right, EA said, All right, we're going free to play method. And throughout time, when people are buying the cartel packs, or if they have, still have a subscription, they would get cartel coins to spend on the cartel packs. And over time, we would be getting experience uh, boosts uh, from minor to major uh general experience or you can specialize in getting experience boosts in pvp or doing dungeons gotcha and then 4.0 comes by and they want people to experience this new storyline that is supposed to be where you are playing as the quote unquote outlander now if you ever played any bioware game at all you know that mass effect has the commander shepherd uh and then dragon age has uh i don't know what they call it but now an in inquisition now you are known as the inquisitor mm-hmm. in star wars the old republic you are not a jedi you are not a sith you are not a mandalorian bounty hunter you are now known as the outlander because you are invading this uh in, uh, empire that exists near the out. Wild space of the known Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, it's sort
0: of the, the idea of like the generic archetype. I mean, Fallout does the same right. thing too. The Vault Dweller, the Lone yeah, Wanderer, yeah. the Lone Survivor. Yeah. Everyone can identify with that because it's so generalized.
4: So what was the response to, uh, by the community? You know, because Star Wars The Old Republic, while it's not a terribly hopping MMO, it's still got a play. It's still being played. It's got a player base. So how did the player base respond to this sort of thing?
9: Oh, uh- we said cool because a lot of people uh, because the the thing difference between Fallen Fantasy MMOs and the traditional MMOs is that you have one character one class where Fallen Fantasy is one character how many classes what 20 30 Uh so you don't really need to be having so many characters but for the traditional MMO player uh, you would have about 16 characters because of the fact that it's 8 Char- eight character types because it's, you know, four. So, all right, this is the math for this. For Republic side, you got Jedi Knight, Jedi uh, Consular, Trooper, Smuggler. For the Empire side, you have Imperial Agent, Bounty Hunter, Sif Warrior, Sith Sorcerer. Each of those main classes has two different types of specs. So if you do the math, 16 classes, 16 characters
0: okay you can't spec Plus, back and forth though like reset your spec like you could in world of warcraft at some point
9: you, can, you can reset your spec because each uh, spec has the, it because it goes into three different trees where you can be either DPS, tank or So you don't necessarily have to, to make a whole
0: new character if you want to but, play a different. Minimum
4: you the, would need 8. But here's the thing though is that with the jumping potion, you know, it, it, Yoshi P was talking about this as a way for people to fast forward through story as well. And that, and he directly said that it, it, it is it wouldn't just be for levels, it would be for story too. It
0: would basically give you a character that's ready to play in 4.0. Exactly. And I, to me, that that just seems like it, it, it bastardizes the entire thing, right? Yeah. It, I mean, something that, that Square Enix has done with this MMO, which to my knowledge has not been done with another MMO anywhere, is... It's the fucking MCU of MMOs, right? You're not going to have the same type of appreciation for 4.0 as you will if you skip over uh, 2.0 and 3.0, right? You're not going to be as attached as the ca- to, to, to the characters. You're not going to know who a lot of people are.
7: For the guy in the sob fancy choker well, bow thing, suit the in the studio. Works.
4: <laughs> thank, that was thank effective. You. Thanks for uh thanks for the donation, Kimiko. Uh we appreciate it. Uh sorry, Raven, I had I started to Oh
9: uh, no problem. Uh the well, well the know. way that I can see it is that if you already have a character in Final Fantasy fourteen you got them like to max level, but you have friends on a different server and you don't want to go through all that I mean you know, the alt, I guess storyline I don't know but like, I would say it's good for an alt character on a different server. I would not say uh, it, that you should be making alt characters but then again there are people that need the, alt characters remember, so that they can have more retainers. But
4: that that's that's exactly what I was trying to what I was trying to redirect to. Remember Yoshi P is proposing this as a way to solve the fact that 3.0s Storyline was gated by 2.0.
0: Yeah, if this was just a fact, like, all right, you've already got a max little character. I guess it's cheap, but whatever. I guess it's not really going to affect. It's still dumb. Yeah. But the idea of offering it to new people, and let's be honest, if you're going to offer and a jumping and, potion, and, and, that's
4: what you're doing it for, right? And 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 the, and Raven, I don't mean to pick on you or anything, but like you know, the 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 folks who are like, well, it could be useful in this application. Well, okay. I don't, I hate to sound cliche, but this is a very slippery slope. We put it in oh, there. Gosh. Shop. We, sorry, not sorry. We put we we put something like the jumping potion in there for people who have a fully level character. It's only a matter of time before that just gets made available in the cash shop. Yeah, and you can just get it.
9: Whenever. Jump all your characters.
4: Exactly. Hey.
9: Yeah, but they should have a, a requirement is that you have to have a character already at level are But
4: they're not, not going to do that because it's being proposed as a way to solve the story-gating problem. If it's being proposed as a way to st- solve the story-gating problem, the the problem that they're identifying is that people can't play with their friends in 4.0 content if they're starting a level 1 character. That And, and to fix that problem with a jumping potion would mean that it would be available to... To anyone and everyone, so you know, having that sort of caveat on there, I think is it, it, it's sort of you know tertiary to the entire argument because the problem that we're that or that Square Enix is trying to solve is the gating problem, and that does not solve the gating problem. And, and and it certainly doesn't solve the gating problem for new characters. Raven, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate it. If you want to call in and sound off about the jumping potion, it's the last day we're, we're going to be taking calls about the jumping potion. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord if you want to call in on Discord. Something that I wanted to mention at the beginning of the show, I don't know if anyone's even noticed this at all, but uh, you know, last week we had said that, man, it got really hot hot in the studio, it was very hot outside, and I I had come up with a method to try to reduce the heat in here, and so far I think it's actually... Been working pretty well We've been in here for an hour And it's so far Not that terrible It's working all right, I'd say Yeah So basically What we're doing Is uh, Out in my living room I've got uh, Final Fantasy XIV Running on my PS4 And I'm remote Playing it To my uh, Vita TV And then that's Being run in With a, a Capture card A Diamond Multimedia Capture card See now This is what we call Problem solving Juxta So he would get A high score On his performance review As an engineer Yep uh, Take note. So uh, instead of my graphics card pumping out sixty-five degrees Celsius heat into the room constantly, uh, this is a way that we can kind of lighten the load on the PC and hopefully get a little bit more of a stable stream out of it. So uh, if if you guys noticed a little bit of a quality degradation, it's because we're running it through so many things. Oh well, now they'll notice it. Well, of course now they will. But uh, there's. I there- thought that suck was coming from Scalia. But it always does. I I actually I'm kind of impressed. I barely notice it. And I think most people wouldn't notice it. So um, I just something that I wanted to mention. Let's go back to our phone lines and uh, talk to Bell Dandy from the Excalibur server. What's going on, Bell Dandy?
7: Hello, Nero. Can you hear me? Yep, sure can. Uh, What do you want to talk about today? I'm here to actually defend the defend the uh, jumpy potion. Okay, okay all cut right, the call. cut the call. No, whoa, whoa. no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs>
4: that is not how LBR works. This is the sir. A, this is the first call in three episodes that we've had for a, re- a real defense of we the don't jumping potion. So. Ethics, uh, Bell Dandy. Uh, let's uh, let's hear your arguments for defending the jumping potion.
7: <laughs> all right. want gonna put a disclaimer out there. I was never in favor of the shop, the cash shop, mm-hmm. and I'm actually not in favor of the jumping potion in principle. Okay. But I'm still going to defend it anyway, just because even though I'm not in favor of it, I understand why they're doing it. Okay. And it's for pure profits only.
4: Yes. I agree. I I totally agree with that. And I think that that's a bad motivation.
7: I don't because every time they've done something that that grabbed more profits, we as the core community, the people who pay monthly, We've gained something from it. Do we,
0: though? I mean, okay, yeah, they have more money to put into their, you know, resource pool or into their production. But then what we're going to end up getting, like, people have already said that, I guess they've said that 4.0 won't be gated, right? So, as a new player, all right, as a developer, as someone who's writing this story, then, I don't want to have to rely on any of the previous expansions in this new story to give you context for stuff. Otherwise, there could be new players who are now left in the dark wondering, wait... What's going on? Did I miss something? Which means you now have to do like World of Warcraft does. You focus on new characters. You focus on new places, new con. Like, everything is completely new. And while that's fine, it doesn't give the same sense of buildup narratively as, as what it does here. I mean, again, I mean, look at the
4: MCU, right? As right. opposed to the DCU. And you know, and and it's it's an interesting point that that you bring up that, you know, if you were going to not gate it, that you would have to make very specific decisions, like reintroducing characters that we already know, which will make the existing audience go why? You know, like it would be very confusing or finding out another method, like you said, of creating all new cast of characters and a whole new scenario to throw us in. I don't think that that's a possibility in 14 until we at least have the complete continent of Eorzea. Yep. that I think I, the the Scions are intrinsically linked to the fate of Eorzea as a continent. Now, after we go off continent then that takes the, uh, w- the rules are off like right. we, we could go in any kind of direction from there
6: eventually the Warriors of Darkness and the Garlemald storylines those will come to a close and when that happens you
4: can actually talk about a skip point because the next storyline won't probably be so linked to it I, I, and I think yeah and I think that that's that that's a good point anyway Bell Dandy, uh continue your point
7: well to that point I don't think the players who are, act, that are going to be using jumping the jumping potion will actually care Oh, no, they won't. Of course no. not. This oh, of course isn't about because, them. Because, because when you guys make that argument, it makes sense to us. Be- but to the people who are actually interested in, ju- in the jumping potion, they're from a different gaming culture that don't really care about all that. So all that argument doesn't make sense to them. Because when they come in to 4.0, let's say, let's say they put this jumping potion to 4.0 they don't care anything else that happened previously from 4.0 on and on. The story doesn't even have to make sense to them.
0: You're 100% right. But then it comes down to the fact that are you saying that their input is more important than ours? Because we're more invested than they are. We're likely to stay longer than they are. They've We've already put more money in it than they are. They already
4: got our money. Yeah. But we're also... Do they want to keep our subscription? That's true. That's... that's. I mean, that that is a secondary... That is a secondary thought too because anytime you try to do an audience expansion, there's going to be some people that go, I'm not into this. I don't this. like the changes. I don't, I'm not into this.
0: I'm sure, you off. have the money so far, but now you're not going to get my continued money. Now, Ke- I- Kella,
6: what I think he's trying to address was your point that they, uh, when they're writing the 4.0 storyline, they would make it such that a way that it kind of explains things for people coming in, for people who would have jumped. I am think he's saying that they won't do that, that they, they will just continue it on like they're doing, because people who are coming in with jump ocean don't care. Okay. Uh, okay. I,
4: that's that's fair. Maybe. I do want to challenge though uh uh Bell Dandy, one point that you had made that uh, be- every time that we've seen Square Enix do a cash grab that that we as players have seen the benefit from that. I don't know that we have. Cuz after the cash shop got added and uh, you know and after 3.0 came out, we've seen a distinct fall off on quality of content. Uh, quantity of content, but not type of content, right? So
0: uh, 2.0 or no, 3.0 seems like a big, like, experimental phase. A, like, like yes. right now, FF14 is in college, it's blowing around. dudes left and right, yeah, right. yeah, right.
4: Mm-hmm. So, I that I, makes sense now. I, I get like, I on the one hand, I sort of get it, but at the same time, I sort of feel like, yeah, we have been pumping more money into this through the cash shop, through our subscriptions. Is what we're getting out of it really... Like, is it even actually even the same as 2.0? Is it any better? Because we've get, we're have we giving more money, and we're seeing a bit of a fall off on the quality of the product. Okay, I don't know that it's worse, though,
0: because... They're trying things at least, right? Fucking Lords of Verminion really <laughs> Okay, Lords of Verminion aside. One misstep, right? Diadem, you Di- can- good in concept though. And, and it's yes, probably good led in con- to deep way dungeon, be- okay? Way better. Way better. There was a, been than a there's been a recent interview Verminion. somewhere, I forget exactly where it was, but uh they had actually asked Yoshi about uh sort of like their their, their plan between 2.0, 3.0 and 4.0, and he actually said that in 3.0, they wanted to get as much new content out as they can. Like, that was one of their their goals, was new stuff, new stuff, new stuff. Sure. And going into 4.0, they are going to refine and perfect their scheduling and their
4: process of that a lot more. I mean, that's encouraging. But the, the thing is, I, I, Bell Dandy, do you, do you agree or disagree that uh, the quality of the content that we've gotten in 3.0 has been a, a kind of a decided step down from 3.0? Or from two, rather.
7: Uh, I would say it's about the same. When I say we, the community, benefit from their cash grabs, I mean more in terms of technical stuff. Okay. For instance, ask European players if they would trade in the cash shop for the European data That's set. That's
4: a fair point. Yeah. That's a totally fair point.
7: I, I, I will concede that point. And here's, here's what I'm getting at, too, where, where all the problems that we've had in 3.0... I want them to have the extra profits so we get a test server. Public test server. It kind of... I, I You know what?
4: I agree with that. I think that...
7: It, and Yoshiki has expressed interest in test server, but his excuse is, we don't have the money. And that's one of the big things yeah. that
4: I
0: think that uh, FF14 is missing compared to some of the uh, the benefits that other MMOs have. I agree.
4: I agree. I, I don't... I mean, like... I think that a test server for FF14, there would have to be specific considerations made for it in terms of raid content, because the world first scene is still very competitive, and I think that having a test server does give a bit of a competitive advantage. Oh, it would. You absolutely have to but I Keep think playing on the rate the test server but I think for less competitive things such as um you know and definitely like like things like the feast because that's ranked that wouldn't go in there but stuff like you know deep dungeon and even deep dungeon has a ranking which is kind of weird but it is more, uh, uh, much more a much Pv- more personal rate it's more it's much more PVE than anything and so I think that those kinds of things you know Aquapolis if we had gotten some test time with Aquapolis or even you know early systems like Diadem uh, you know treasure maps all of of that kind of stuff, I really do think that, you know, Bell Dandy, you're onto something that that would have really imp- improved uh, some of the uh, uh, some of the uh, m- I don't know what to really call it. It's not quite a content valley, but um, maybe this this sort of. Feel, content feel, drought. feeling of a dip in content because you know what I'll even concede that maybe it's even perceived on my part it may not actually even Yeah be I was going to
0: say I think what's dropped is quantity has dropped but I don't think quality has because okay. take take a look at Crystal Tower and uh, compare it to Except for Verminion except, except, for, except Verminion. for Verminion, Verminion. yes Obviously. Verminion and maybe it's diadem the that, of, that was the yes. you know what they obviously make all this stuff on drugs. They had some bad acid that time. Verminions was a misstep, dude. Okay. Verminion was such a misstep. Praise be to Verminion. T- take a look at at uh, the Weeping City versus uh, whatever the second one in um Crystal Crystal Tower. Circus 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 Tower. Weeping City like was all around fantastically. Such a big improvement over over that whole thing. Hands down. So I think in some cases quality is going up, but quantity definitely is. Which I think is to be expected when they're if one of their mission goals was to actually pump out new content, new types of content.
4: Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so, Bell Dandy, uh, d- did you have any more uh, any more points to run past us here?
7: Yeah, it's uh, all I ask is that I don't ask the community to be in favor of the jumping potion. Instead, I want our focus to be more of trying to get everybody to call for a test server, so that way like Gamerscape, the MMO uh, websites, will start asking these questions to Yoshi P when they go interview him. Mm. And then let's just assume that they implement the jumping potion and to keep getting these questions over and over and over again. It's We're going to get it. They always give us what we want. They're so afraid of 1.0 Yeah, that you're they, right. they will give us this test server if we just keep hammering mm-hmm. it at them
4: yeah it's it's uh you're not wrong you're not wrong uh thank you Bell dandy for uh for the call and uh actually making some uh, some very good cogent points there Bell dandy from uh, Excalibur. first time caller I believe and such a dandy caller. Yeah, if you'd like to be a caller to Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715 LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We're talking about the jumping potion for the third week in a row. This seems to be the hottest topic. We're gonna We're going to be combining all of the calls and uh, all of our topics for the last three shows here into one uh, cogent audio file. We're going to send it over to uh, Square Enix. Hashtag FF14 can't jump. Because here's the thing is that you know I don't it, it I don't necessarily want this to be a referendum for or against I just want it to be feedback like I think that it's important that Square Enix gets feedback and continues to get feedback about the things that they're doing and I get it they don't maybe they don't have three hours every week to dedicate to listening to our they stupid show interns, and, dick right? and fart jokes and so here's the thing i want to dig the gold out for him and go look you don't even have to deal with any of our stupidity you can just hear this and it's uh, just uh, this isn't even us this is what your community this is the important stuff you yeah this is what your community is there you go matt so this i is
0: love the way way idea of an intern at who has to listen to us that's his job they they spin a little like wheel every week. Yeah, who's got who's it this week? It this time? All right, Jim, get on there. He's like oh, <laughs> he stops on Yoshi. He just like reaches over and pushes it to the next person. <laughs> Nobody says anything. <laughs>
4: yeah. I would pushes be, it over to Koji Fox. Like, I kind would be. It's got to be. It's got to be somebody's job to wade through this pile of shit every week. Oh Jesus, uh, it stinks in here. It's got to be. It, I I. It, it, you know they have somebody who combs the forums. They have somebody who uh, is active in streams. They've got to. You know what I would
0: like? Uh, what I would like, right, is is to just at some point in some interview somewhere, some forum somewhere, uh, uh, like like a public forum, not like the actual forums. <laughs> but I just want someone to shout out or say our name or ask a question, and then you have to answer it. I just want to see like the micro expressions that pass along their faces <sighs> when they hear our name, because that'll tell us all we need to know. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. I got it. At FanFest.
5: We're going to have intern Skurro ask a question in a like lore discussion forum or something and have the camera be right on him. We're going to have him say, "All right, so this is Skurro for uh, Limit Break Radio. Uh, can you confirm or deny the existence of the Garlean space station and just see the reaction." <laughs> I'd actually be okay
4: with that. I I think that we should come up with ways to like like things that Skurro can do to almost get kicked out. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, just ride that line really closely. Uh, and Again, we'd like to hear from you if you want to sound off on the jumping potion. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, limitbreakradio.com, slash Discord. Uh, you know what I hope? I hope whoever's job it is to listen to the show each week hates the show probably could they hate us. I hope they hate the show. They're probably
0: a Reddit user, <laughs> <laughs> or, or the one person who listens to us is the only person at Square Enix who actually likes us. They volunteer for it. And at, oh my god, it's the scurrow of Square Enix. Oh god, <laughs> the office is in
8: the basement.
0: Yeah. Corner, I, I, he, has
6: to, he has to go up like upstairs like every week and just be like, oh, so did you hear what they did on Limit Break Radio? No, we don't listen to it. Go away. <laughs>
5: Greatest <laughs> uh, conversation. I,
4: I just, I think, I think it's hilarious to imagine someone having to hate. Like it's their job; they're being paid to hate. Listen to it. I know that there are people who hate listen to our show. Oh yeah, I love those people because I think that they're hilarious. They will sit around and type for pages <laughs> shit that we've done on the show, and then claim to not listen to the show and, then, and be above listening to it because clearly they haven't listened to the show six times. To cover every single cadence of that bit And the
0: best part is Is when a Nero reads that It doesn't hurt him in any way It gives him literally the exact same satisfaction As getting his dick sucked It gives me boners You are, you, you are
4: metaphorically sucking a Nero's dick And you don't even realize it The hate gives me boners Yeah I've had to talk to a therapist a couple of times about it I don't understand it. Aesthetically.
0: As <laughs> he aesthetically recalls every single point. Here, here, let me open this up and show you. <laughs> There's like, no, please really don't just... P- put the blanket over your lap like we talked about. Yeah, you- Sorry, I
9: can't hear you over the sound of my giant throbbing erection. Do you?
4: Do you? Hang on. Do you not want to see my my uh my my boner log? Because I've got do it you right have a here. Boner log. Boner log. You yes. log your boners. Of course I log my. Bo- like, do you like, not like log what? It? Do, when, do you not?
0: When the erection started, how long it lasts, what it was for? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with do you? you? Do,
6: you have like, do you
4: have like a rigidity scale there? Uh, zero abso- to ten. Absolutely. <laughs> Somewhere from scuro to diamond. That's my. <laughs> je- that's my Jeremy scale. <laughs> anyway, so, yes. I picture a Nero so going up w- to Koji Fox or
0: or Yoshi, right? And like introduce, like just being like, "Oh, I'm a big fan." Can like, I see it? Like, like <laughs> God damn it! Shake his hand, start to talk, and then halfway through, be like, "Oh, oh, oh I'm a Nero from," and then like. Secret service guys like come out of nowhere and like separate them and like take Yoshi off. And he's what the f- they start confiscating cameras and like cell phones around people and smashing them. I just want
4: to see some huge Hulking dude just tackle a Nero to the ground scally has got a quick pop out the uh the memory card and swallow it we've got to comb through his <laughs> poop later to pick it out <laughs> that's an intern job never again yeah never again i did that once we, we that's it. A job. yeah that is definitely a screw job let's go back to our phone lines and talk to lila liore of sergeant tanis what's up lila thanks for calling the show i'm doing all right you know that's a girl's name
3: yes okay.
0: i know okay all right <laughs> This is, why, this is why you're the backup,
4: Skrull. Awkward. Wouldn't Don't worry, Lila. I deal with that all the time. Lila, uh, what do you
3: want to talk about? Um, okay. I have a theory about some form of fast leveling, separate from like a jumping potion thing, and how it might actually relate to the upcoming Deep Dungeon. Okay. Now, how likely do you think it would be that this first iteration of Deep Dungeon could be a proof of concept for oh, potentially for potentially creating a like a branching version of Deep Dungeon or even like a separate type of system that would be created specifically for ludicrous leveling speeds. We already know that this upcoming release is going to have some form of minor experience reward, so... Mm-hmm. So who's to say that it couldn't potentially be manipulated to provide an alternative leveling route for people who wanted to bypass the original method of leveling?
4: See, and, that, and that's the thing, is that that would be something that I'm okay with. I'm totally comfortable with an idea like that. What I'm uncomfortable with is the idea that there is an item that fast-forwards you to level 60, or even level 50. I think that that is fucking ridiculous. That is completely... That's not even trying, okay? That's a system... What you're describing, Lila, is a system that's that, there's some effort there. The player's got to put in a, at least minimal amounts of effort to be able to progress. And you need that as a part of your MMO. It has to be one of the pillars that is in the foundation of your MMO. Okay. And I'm- it's always been a part of Square Enix's design philosophy to not allow you to skip levels until recently, where you can buy all kinds of stupid microtransaction bonus from the re-release games that they've been putting out. And that's what I don't want to see. That's the kind of shit that you don't need in an MMO like this.
6: Okay, let me
4: ask. Would you then
6: be okay with this? You have to have one level 60 job uh, uh, Disciple of War class uh, at level 60 to begin 4.0 content. Does not matter how you get there. Does not matter if you've completed, completed the story to get there. If they Let's say someone went 1 to 60 in Deep Dungeon they can start 4.0 content at that point
4: Yeah sure okay. sure It's and, and it's not that like okay If you want to ruin the narrative experience Of this game fine I'm not going to sit here and say you have to Experience the story or else you Can't play this game alright mm-hmm. I'm not I'm just not going to be that guy I think That it's important and I think that Square Enix should definitely put an emphasis On it considering how much time and Money that they've invested in it Clearly they have put in a lot of Time and effort into the storyline line and it's something that they should maintain that it, it I don't like I don't understand why we as a community have to kind of step in on this level is that's something that you should be maintaining as a game designer that, that that's the structure that you've that, that you've chosen for your game. It doesn't matter if IGN comes out and slams you for having gated content. It doesn't matter if you've got a bunch of reviewers who are pissed that they've got a they've got to spend five days to level a character before they can start their review. Well, I mean uh, Is this your job? Is it your job to play video games and talk about them? Because I've been doing that for the last year, and I've been enjoying the shit out of myself. And guess what? It's not as hard as you fucking make it out to be, video game reviewer. It's not as hard as you think it is. I'm butthurt, man. I just—and and to cave—because it feels like to put in the jumping potion is just to cave to that. Yeah. It's either just like, like uh, Bell Dandy said, either just a craven attempt to make money, or you're catering to the wrong audience. Yeah, the only
0: reason people are complaining about it is because their media was complaining about it. If you had a test server or if you had provided whatever, advanced copies with pre-level characters— it probably wouldn't even have gotten a footnote and nobody would have given a shit.
4: Yeah, yeah. And 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 the thing is, is that, of course, because people play other MMOs, and of course, because WoW and Guild Wars and other games, Star Wars The Old Republic, have been making these concessions over time, that you've got that expectation put on you by... Players not playing your game. And the people that you should not be concerned with, mostly in the third year of your MMO, are players not playing your game. Three years in, it should not be about audience expansion. It should be about audience retention. Period period. If you've got as many million people signed up for this game as you claim that you do, we know that that is enough profit margin to be able to float more than just the game, the entire company. Okay? So it falls flat to me when the excuses are we don't have money for a test server or we want to be able to make have more resources for this. Well, where are the resources that my 12.99 is going to every month. I want to know if it's not going to FF 14, if my if my $14 does not go to the development of FF 14, what does it go to? If, if it's going, makes- if it's going to that goddamn fucking tire fire of a Kingdom Hearts game, I am going to be furious. 15 movie. Honest to fucking God, I will be fucking. Furious hookers and blow. That's un. That's unacceptable. In what world is that acceptable to have my money that I expect to be put towards resources to make this game better be allocated to some other project that I don't give a fuck about? And why, if I know this now, why should I keep paying my fourteen ninety nine? Well, because we
0: CEO game companies eventually you're gonna get a Kingdom Hearts crossover into your
10: game. Oh, god. oh my god! Oh, off. I want a
4: blade, Glenn. Glamour. Fuck off! I want a Keyblade Glamor too. Uh, Cash shot, please. Lila, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Did you uh, have anything else that you wanted to uh, to
3: get out there? Well, yeah, uh, just one other quick question relating to that. Sure. Um, you said you'd be okay if they put in assist like what I described. Yeah. Would you then be okay with it if the only way you could access it wasn't necessarily li- uh, limited to what characters you had? But like other companies have done with theirs, that you had to pay for it.
4: Yeah, Cash I, up. yeah. No, I I would not be okay with having to pay for it. I think having the the level requirement of seventeen to enter that's totally fair. You have to level a job to seventeen. That can be done in an afternoon. You kind of know enough about the game to get you on your feet to get you, uh, you know, get you competitive in this event. So it, it's sort of like a fast forward button for being able to learn the game. If if that was uh, you know if they made it eventually like a one-to-one XP ratio where the ratio that uh, of, of XP that you're getting out of deep dungeon is proportionate to what you're getting on your actual character that may not be the worst thing but again that is that they're That still requires effort on the player's part, and that is the part that I think still needs to be a part of the MMO. It shouldn't be a one-click buy to get to level 60. You should have to do some sort of legwork, and I think that that's an appropriate amount of legwork, given where we are in the development of the game, how many years it's been out, and the competition that exists out there. So, okay. Lila, thank you for your call here on Limit Break Radio. Remember, if you'd like to be a caller to Limit Break Radio, eight one zero five one five eight seven one five. Limit Break Radio on Skype, LimitBreakRadio.com slash discord. If you'd like to call in on Discord, uh, that's how many do we have? Any in the in the? Uh, we got one more
5: or a book. Technically, Toog because I guess Skiru's a person, but... No. No. One, one and a half.
0: You know what? But but I have something I want to talk to Skuru about. Okay. So, okay. so All right. we'll get him we'll, in here we'll afterwards. Get, yeah, we'll get okay. him like last
4: person. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take a couple more calls on the jumping potion. Uh, guys, I really appreciate you giving us a call here on Limit Break Radio today. It's been a, re- a really good discussion that we've had for the last three episodes. I mean, three episodes is kind of a lot yeah. to, to dedicate to a single we topic. only time do
0: three episodes on a single topic is if we're
4: talking about Metal Gear Solid (laughs) (laughs) That was just Three hours And two episodes Are you sure It felt like (laughs) It was two episodes It It felt like five episodes No I think it was I don't I, remember. I,
0: I, no, I think it was v- one, two, two and a half.
4: I, mean, I, I count two because we had David Hader on for like forty-five Metal minutes, Gear. and that that sort of counts like a Metal Gear episode. So, uh, for those right. of you wondering why we're still talking about
6: this, is because that's what people are calling and emailing us about constantly. It is yeah. true. That is what people say to us. That's how we decide what to talk about. The,
4: it, it is. It is. On, it is top of mind to everyone in the FF14 community. Uh, I mean, you know, lack of other news hasn't really helped. Yeah, it hasn't helped that thing any. Uh, so let's go back to our phone lines uh, and talk to Flatus from FamFrit. Flatus, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. No problem. How's it going, guys? Good, good. Uh, so you want to sound off on the jumping potion?
2: <laughs> your name yeah. is <laughs> Oh my god! W-
4: watch
1: Obviously.
6: it,
4: Esqualia. <laughs> oh! Oh!
6: Is that an insult? Uh, yeah, a little
4: bit.
10: I,
6: I you say so. I like, I like that it. game.
4: It,
1: it, it was clever. It was clever. All right. So, uh, jumping potion, go. All right. Um, I played WoW for got eleven years. I'm sorry. So, um, I was. You know, you for... can't get that money back, right? Like yeah, you no, just threw
4: to... that into a hole.
1: Yeah, it was uh, and I lit it on fire.
7: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um yeah, but I was there when they initiated the uh the warlords of Draenor, we're going to boost everybody to 90 bullshit. Um which the 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 way of doing it was that everyone bought the expansion, everyone got one. Um in that game where you create every class, it was like, "Okay, cool, I can take one of the other, jo- you know, one of the other Sure. Uh, and then boost it up. Yeah, I already it, saw it was, the story. It doesn't matter. It,
4: I mean, it, it, in World of Warcraft, I guess it is a little bit different because it did give you an opportunity to explore another class that you normally wouldn't be able to do. Yeah, if you wanted to play another class, you had to level a
5: whole new character, which is just terrible to me.
1: It I, is terrible. Yeah, exactly. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, But in this game where it's, you know, the amount of bonuses you get let's see like you get the bonus for leveling you get the bonus for fcs you get the bonus for the ring you get the um food for food yeah
4: yeah Yeah. it
1: it doesn't take long i've seen people go from one to 60 in less than a week yeah like once you get to max it takes no time at all and once you get one
4: character once you get one job there there's that bonus that you get on all the other jobs too yeah.
1: yeah so you're you're looking at up to at least 30 yeah you're looking at 100 plus maybe almost 200 bonus XP absolutely, absolutely. A, like quit your bitching <laughs>
4: I I totally agree. I totally agree. And and that I think has been another argument that has been out there is that these requirements have been eased over time so much so that it really isn't that big of an ask for a developer to say, look, just plug the time in. All you gotta do, look, all you gotta do, you don't even have to do that much fate grinding maybe you have to do one or two, but just do the fucking main story quest and that's it. That's all you have to do. That even gears you and they've cut out all the
0: annoying fetch quests that don't Actually pertain to the story anymore. It's a guided goddamn
4: experience from front to back. We're asking you to play a single
0: player game, right?
4: Essentially, yeah. And, And and then there are people who are like, oh, but you're asking me to actually play a game when I bought it, but I don't want to actually play it. I just want to jack off with my friends
0: and then yep. go complain on forums about the game. Exactly. Yep. And then not it, resubscribe. It, There's nothing
4: to do. <laughs> oh my god. If they put in a jumping potion and I hear one motherfucker that complains about there being nothing to do and has used a jumping potion, I swear if they put it in, they've got to identify the account. If you use one, it's got to be a uh, uh an achievement so that you can you can tell the people who have used the potion. Better yet. And then a I jumping I, brand. They have like a
0: brand on their Oh my god. See them
5: in game. That's right. Oh my god, I would totally buy
4: one just to get that on my character. Oh shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Jumping potion pulls. But but here's the thing. If I ever hear one person complaining about a lack of content or lack of things to do or being bored and you used a jumping potion, go fuck Fuck yourself five times. That's ridiculous. There's no way that anyone who uses a fast forward button gets to complain about the
1: shit that they just fast forwarded through. It's ridiculous. I agree. So, I completely agree. Uh, it's. You're gone. It, no no it's um it's one of those things like when i played warcraft like it's it got so dumbed down like the content was so easy that a child like, and, and literally a child could sit there and i knew people that had kids that were like i taught my kid how to craft or yeah. i ta- taught my kid how to farm for me or do or i taught my kid how to level for me so i didn't have to do it <laughs> Like yeah, there were yeah. At its finest. Whoa, use for yeah. children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's right. not go that it, far. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like the story didn't matter anymore. Like they like, they started putting some cutscenes, and they're like, oh, we, we wanted to make these experiences but then you have these long content droughts. Yeah, where you know you look at what Square Enix is doing, and they're they're creating uh, these intricate stories. Sometimes stories not may not like there's some stale points in it, but that's fine. I mean, you're writing a lot of content. For yeah, you're gonna have days. that. That's gonna be natural. It's two years worth of content we're getting, yeah. where I'd rather have two years worth of content and have some stale moments and them experiment and have, like, all right, we fucked up and we failed, but at least we tried something, you know, barring, you know, Verminion. <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah, yeah, but instead of like where it's Warcraft, where it's like a year, a year and a half, no content, it comes back and it's like, well, here's the same shit you guys got. Oh, we changed, and we're, we're changing some things, and next expansion, we'll change it all again. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah.
4: And, and, and yeah, that, that whole approach of just having this very throwaway attitude to your content is something that, you know, FF11 was so good about, you know, they and, and, and the entire time that we did Limit Break Radio for FF11, I think that, that was one of the points of high praise was that. There's there's relevant content that was released five years ago that people are still trying to do and that made it fun. It made it feel like there was a wealth of things to do at at level cap as opposed to waiting for the next thing. And I I would like to see that sort of same development strategy added to FF 14 again, you know, and I go back to the I pick on the anima weapon. But I think that what we're seeing now is with, you know, we praise them at first for having a lot of different ways to complete it and a lot of different ways to progress. But now it almost seems too easy. They're just giving it to me. just too many ways. And it's, and it's just like if you do your normal shit, you it's collect just, it's gear. It's just a matter of time. Exactly. The exactly. Whereas, you know, I think a better approach to that would be to have all of these steps laid out right at the beginning of your expansion and just have... Have the requirements be unreasonable for your average player, but doable if you plug in a whole lot of time and a whole lot of effort. And that seems to me to be a better way because that way you can start rewarding people earlier on for making that big that big um uh commitment to grind to make that big grind and uh i think that that's just that's that's a better way to do it and it will keep people plugged in longer um and and it's not just you know then then it's sort of like it's sort of like if you have you know what would be considered the current stage of the relic you've basically got a gimp relic you know, like you can kind of tell that right out of the gate. I like that. Those sorts of things about MMOs were always very appealing to me as a player. So I guess I'd like to see more of that. Thank you for the call, Flattis. We really appreciate it. Uh, again, if uh, if you'd like to be a caller to Limit Break Radio, we're going to move on from the jumping potion here in a second. Uh, but Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, com slash discord. We actually have one more real caller who wants to call in. Oh, really? A new caller, too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead. And get to them before we get to the ants, okay. the as, because Scro the as of the group, the The, the as, gotta say it like that. I don't a- know what? as. He's a Deus? As. No. The it, Deus? No, not Deus. As. Deus? Ma-
6: Where
4: are you going with this? <laughs> it's 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 like Morrowind, like the as and the Deus. We're gonna go back to our phone lines. <laughs> and let's talk to Chili Senju of Ultros What's up, Chili? How's it going?
11: Oh, not too bad thank you and how are you today good thanks for calling limit
4: break radio what do you want to talk about
11: i'm gonna get in a lot of trouble for this Ooh. all right but i want to tell you this you know you guys heard about the ign bitching about stuff about not having level characters yeah sure well i reviewed the game i've got my scores and i can tell you this square enix did offer a jumping potion a few weeks after heaven's ward was announced two game reviewers Yes, indeed.
4: Oh, wow! Now, first of all, this is kind of—I mean, it's—it's it's a bit surprising because it's the m- mechanization for it is all—it already exists in the game, so it's a matter of them making it available to players. The second thing is that. That was a huge oversight on Square Enix's part, not giving that to you guys right out of the gate. You said it came two weeks after Heaven's World. It work?
11: might have been longer than that. I just know that I remember getting an email saying what? that I could either have a pre-made character or I can jump my current character well, up. Hold on, that's hold on. You, said, you said
6: that it was offered to you two weeks after it was
4: announced or after it was released. After it was released. After, after the, was re- yeah, that's see, too th- late, though. That's a huge. Yeah. That's a huge misstep on Square Enix's part, and they deserved all the heat that they got for for the gating decision. That that should have been something that was available day one to reviewers to take that whole that whole narrative out of the storyline.
5: But they hadn't developed it at that point. I'll right
11: from what I heard, they hadn't finished actually making the sort of system yet. Yeah. They, they offered pre-made characters, so again, they could have... Just given those, I'm sure yeah. that they could have done yeah, that Yeah, so, so,
0: okay. So, even if they didn't have the jumping potion, they did offer characters that are pre-made and ready to go at Heavensward's launch, which then makes me think that instead of just reviewing Heavensward like they should have, the reviewers thought, you know what? It's going to be a lot more interesting and cause a whole lot more hoopla if we talk about how they gate content.
4: Yeah. So, in in your opinion, uh, Chili, did, do you think that the gating backlash against Square Enix was that justified, given the circumstances around reviewing the expansion? Or do you think that these reviewers sort of cherry picked that topic to be able to draw in more traffic, br- bring it, bring in a little bit more criticism or try to, you know, maybe maybe it put a different spin on the on the article. Uh, what's what's your opinion on that?
11: My opinion is that they probably did it just so they can get on hits. In my opinion, it's not hard, even when Heaven's War came out to level up a character. I I just believe they just wanted the hits and that was about it.
4: And, and I Fuckers. think I really think that it's ridiculous for Square Enix to even feel like they need to respond to that in any way shape or form but again it's interesting to know that the mechanization actually exists in the game and it's just not available to players uh, very interesting Chili we really appreciate the call uh, and uh, so it, it, what I said before reviewing games is this something that you get paid for like do you make a living off of it I'd make a little bit of a living yeah okay alright so uh, in terms of a job like, where would you rate it on a scale of one to ten? Is it pretty awesome?
11: Uh, you know, it what are what depends. are the expectations? It is not really that awesome, really, when you think of it. <laughs> it is. It's not hard. I'm not going to call it hard, right? But awesome, eh? Yeah, I I mean that I think that that's true of anything. I, you know, doing
4: doing broadcasting in this podcast. You know, this is there this are, is work. Don't get me wrong, but I, it's it's something that I also love to do. There are so. people
0: who rub oil all, all all over supermodels' bodies and hate their job. That is true. <laughs> that is very very true. I Ch- Ch- I gotta
6: ask, as a game reviewer, have you, what's what's a game where they told you to review this game and you were just like,
11: ugh. <laughs> Uh, I can remember. there was a sword game I had on PS3, where the collision dissection didn't work, the models Ooh. didn't work, and nothing worked. But I felt bad at the same time because it was made by two people. Ooh, so I sat there going, I sat there going, I want to give it a really bad score, but it, the graphics aren't bad. For two but this table doesn't really exist.
6: <laughs> yeah. it's so so. It's it's hard to yeah. You want to yeah. you want to look at it as as having been made by two people, but you're not allowed to.
11: Whoa,
0: whoa, yeah. is that true? Reagan saying that the Chinese SE shop already offers
4: jumping potions. I actually did hear that. Yes. I actually we've heard, did hear we've that. Heard yeah, that. that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, wow. Yeah, but we don't uh, talk so, about it,
5: the Chinese here.
4: Well, but <laughs> they're they're on a completely segregated set of yeah. server clusters. So I mean, you really can't include the the Chinese market in the same conversation because we get no exposure to to that market at and all. I, I think their game is
6: I think their game is is relatively different it from ours different. in a lot of ways. Yeah, so. I
4: think so. Billy, thank you so much for the call. We really appreciate it. A Very, very interesting uh, perspective uh, from uh, from Chile there. And again, I really do. I, I sort of feel like Square Enix deserves a bit of criticism for not having that available day one. But there's also I, mean, I that's also uh, an interesting point that uh, it's it very well could have been clickbait that, you know, that which it, doesn't surprise me, but also upsets me so
0: much because it's it, it's. It, Something it, to talk about on FEC.
4: It was a Fuck bold them. decision by Square Enix's part, and a good decision, and the right decision for Heaven's Word. It was the right decision to make for our community, yes. and to know that there were, uh, you know, I, again, I don't want to sound cliche, but to know that there were outsiders that were <laughs> outsiders. that were coming in and, and imposing this sort of uh, this sort of narrative on it. it just. It, it really sucks because it, it as as we've seen now it makes square enix a bit gun shy yeah. about making those same sorts of bold decisions and i think that that's more of the game that we want or that we envision in our head that yeah, we necessarily get absolutely
0: sometimes. now you know 4.0 could be entirely different and it's because of people who don't even necessarily invest anything in the game as a whole why do you think he was going to get in trouble for that call uh, maybe maybe for talking about insider stuff. Yeah, for for saying. Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, that, I, I that thought
6: he meant he was gonna get in trouble with like us in the audience. You're oh, like, no, no. that's a great call. No, yeah.
10: no,
4: no, uh, no. I I think that you know if Square Enix heard that they may not be totally pleased about it. But you know what? We say stuff that you know what Square Enix probably wouldn't like that on a daily, uh, you know, <laughs> weekly basis. So uh, I wouldn't be too uh, yeah, too so, worried about so that. So thank Julie. you
0: from that caller Chile, who is actually a uh, fish farmer from Southern California. <laughs> What? It's to protect his identity.
4: Oh. Oh, I get it. Wink, wink. I got it. Nudge, nudge. Uh, all right. No. So so uh, we're going to go back to the phone lines for the final time and uh, talk with Skurro. Skurro. What the fuck do you want? Why? All
0: right, Hold on. I actually need you to mute him. First, Skurro, say something so we know that you're there. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, now, Skurro, I'm, I'm going to tell a story, guys. I'm going to tell a story, all right? Can you tell us a story first, though? Yes. Once upon a time in Eorzea, there was a rotten piece of shit dick bag who didn't deserve the spit from our mouths, okay? Kidding, obviously. No, not kidding. There's no exaggerations here. No oh, one okay. would ever love this man, all right? <laughs> it's His, all bad. He had a face a mother hates, Okay, he ate children. He shits on the poor. He's got the penis of a pug. Yes, he has a pug penis. It it looks like a tail. Cannon. Cannon. It's curled and everything. (laughs) And and it just so happens that a beautiful, kind, smart, intelligent maiden comes along and took pity on him and decided since no one loves you, I'm going to give you my hand in marriage. Wow. Visenya. idiot. Asked Skurro. To marry her Now keep in mind She's mostly using him To get the dress And the mount And stuff like that Right But out of all the things That Skrull doesn't deserve He, he scored kind of high Yeah Okay mm-hmm. So their wedding can was do a lot uh, worse Yeah Yeah So uh, they're I uh, might even
3: kiss a dude
0: Their wedding was last night So congrats Oh no Wait a minute she was left at the altar.
3: Oh! Because oh, this
0: piece of shit. Oh, what? Went I mean, come to on, see. You look
4: ridiculous. Independence
0: like Day 2. Oh, Instead. Oh. oh! Oh! Defend
4: yourself, Scuro. To be fair, <laughs> I did not How many, really times, hang really on, how, many <laughs> how many times have you started a sentence off with those exact words when talking to I mean, us? It's way too... It's far too often. Far too often.
9: Oh, no. I felt like a dick. I I thought it was at 10 p.m. PST. It was 10 p.m. Mountain Time.
6: How was the movie?
9: <sighs> Arguably, it would have been probably fine if I did not miss, like, from the invasion point to the, you know, introducing of the mother
11: character or whatever the fuck Scurro, have, popcorn? Is- <laughs>
9: Scurro is more useless than Anne
4: Frank's drum set <laughs> oh Warswine getting a good swipe in at Scurro do popcorn Scurro is more useless than Anne Frank's drum set oh wow I really want a drum set right now so I could have rim shot that one that was good good job Warswine uh, that's horrible how could you I, I after after the amount of shit that I gave you for even getting married in the first place You fuck that up That's unbelievable What did you say to Visenya
9: I was like this is definitely not my finest moment I was like I'll do whatever the fuck you want It's not his finest moment
6: guys What did Visenya say
9: well, I mean, she was really cool about it. At least. She, was, she was willing to take me back and like make it so that we can set up another day. She's wow. giving
4: you another chance,
6: Hang Visenya. On. When Cal- someone leaves you at the altar, you do not give them a second chance. He look, look. Die.
10: If
4: Julia Roberts has taught us anything, okay, you just you you put those boots on and you keep walking.
0: Anyway, Visenya, <laughs> you can do better. Yeah, by a long shot. It
4: wasn't the only
0: one that he left brokenhearted. Malkyria actually managed at the last minute to get a date to the wedding, and then on stream he I had to break it to her. be as ugly
2: as me, but he
10: is yeah. a
0: bad
2: man. You're paying for the next wedding.
4: Nice one, Shelly. Nice one, Shelly. Okay, so. <laughs> I can't. You're a piece of shit, I cannot Skiro. believe this. I cannot actually believe and it. you know because-
0: what? He actually had... This, this is the thing. I don't even know if it's knows about this. Like, 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 if you were trying to just, like, save face.
7: Hashtag fire hashtag mm-hmm. Hashtag fuck Skiro, Hashtag do better at job.
0: <laughs> but Skiro actually sent me a message and wanted me to I'm not log- sure what those
4: three things have to do with <laughs> each other. Fire Skiro, fuck Skiro, and make Juxta better at his job. I don't... Do... Do, but we have a have dollar to, to accomplish all of those things. Is, was <laughs> that a flow chart? Was that... So we have to fire scroll first, and then Juxta has to fuck scroll to get better at his job? Is that... I'm, I'm just trying wait, to understand. Wait,
5: wait. I don't
0: come in until the very end. Fucking scroll at the completely Yeah, that's right. Different. If even then. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Uh, as I was saying, he actually sent me a message. He's like, uh, So I'm stuck at the movies. Could you log in on my character for me? And So so oh, he actually uh, wanted me
4: to be at the wedding for him, not his character. So wait, were you were you going to show up as an in, as an attendee? I was going to. Why? But
0: I was streaming. Why? And everyone was like, well, because of Asenya, And everyone was like, nah, weddings are boring. So I'm like, all right, we'll go play FF10 instead. That's smart. Yeah. The
4: stream is smart. Mm-hmm. You, we've got a bunch of smart people who watch this Twitch but, stream. But
0: hold on. T- take a moment to think about that. Not only did Skrull miss his wedding... But he wanted someone to imposter him. Ooh.
9: Why do you even bother? Oh,
0: hold up. How living. great would it
6: have been for you to attend that wedding and then find out Scurro no shows on
4: stream? That actually would have been kinda funny. Of that would've been kinda funny. It would've been, yeah. kind of would been. Anyway, uh Scurro, you're a piece Scurro, of you you monster. monster. You're terrible. You're you're yeah. you're an awful, awful human being. Not even gonna defend myself. That that was
9: yeah. That was pretty low of me. You suck at everything.
4: I, yep. Pretty much. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Um, we're not even going to bother talking to you about the jumping potion because
11: you got served.
4: You don't. <laughs> you don't deserve it, man. You don't deserve it at all. Um, so if I you- hope S.E. listens to that part <laughs> and bans his account. <laughs> Uh, if you you'd like to give, killing. if you need, if you want to give Limit Break Radio a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five, LimitBreakRadio dot com slash Discord. Love to hear from you about jumping potions, whatever you want to talk about.
5: Do we want to hear uh, Visenya's side of the
4: whole absolutely fight? yes fiasco? Yes, yes. Okay, uh,
5: Visenya, I believe you're
1: on now.
4: Hi, Visenya. Hi. Hi, Visenya, How you doing? You are you okay?
1: I'm fine. Are you are you okay? <laughs> dear? Do you feel relieved because
6: you dodged a bullet?
1: Um, <laughs> my boyfriend was sitting right next to me, and he was like, "Oh, your wedding's starting soon, right?" And I went, "I got stood up so, virtually." Hold on. Hold
6: up. Your boyfriend watched you get married to Skrull?
4: You need to have a talk with your boyfriend. This is getting well. into some weird cuckholding area <laughs> between between well. him trying to get you to log on as him and yeah. the boyfriend in the equation. I'm just completely lost. Visenya's boyfriend, if oh. you're
6: listening, she can do better than Scuro. You need to talk to her and get her straightened out here. This is
4: ridiculous. Yeah, well, you need to raise this girl's self esteem a little bit. Yeah. I think. <laughs> come on, come on, Visenya's boyfriend.
0: Oh, scape death. You're right. She- I should have so, logged onto Skrull's account just to sabotage oh,
4: it. <laughs> you, you missed a golden opportunity. Oh, you really did. Fuck, I should have been thinking. You could have changed the password, and then we, we, you would have had him at your at your mercy. Damn! Deleted his machinist. Uh, yeah, had dropped like, his
1: anima weapon. There you go. Damn. I even had like new glamours and all this, and I got to the chapel like forty minutes before. I was like, oh. and I the worst part was I gave Skrull a warning on Facebook. I was like, hey, four hours. Oh, oh no inexcusable
4: Oh
1: And he was like Well okay Going to the movies Like two hours before I was like Dude it's in ah. 20 minutes Are you fucking kidding me
4: and What an idiot He and, because and I not want to He does this shit All the time too Where it's like It's like uh, We we wanted to train him up On phones right Like <laughs> Kookie. <laughs> Kookie Kookie normally Mans our phones Kookie is absent this week I'm sure that you guys Have noticed in the chat uh, But uh, You know with Kuki not here, we wanted to at least get our our intern a little bit of experience and get him trained up on phones. We get a fucking message at one thirty last <laughs> at night 2:30. going two thirty going. Hey, uh, did someone want to train me on phones? Oh it's like no, no, not <laughs> not now, not now, you fucking oh retard. What <laughs> the
6: fucking shit? <laughs> this dude? is why when we talked about bringing him on the show, we're like, well, we have to find a, a rank lower than
0: intern. You know what, Skura, you're fired.
11: <laughs> well, that just happened.
0: Uh,
1: well, dude and the thing was too whenever I told my boyfriend that he goes well at least you won't have any expectations of our wedding <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 you can, I can't fuck up that bad
0: you can this, only go up from here uh, you
6: know what he's not wrong Visenya I'm I sure Calo will get married to you <laughs> oh, funny, story. Him
0: funny story I said no I was his oh, third suck, choice no no, no 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 that's not what happened she sends yeah. me a message and she goes are you married in game yet because if not this is a proposal <gasps>
10: and
0: okay. you said no? Better. Better. I made her feel bad for asking me like that, right? And been like, "Come on, you can do better than this. Find me in game, get down on one knee, like like actually put some effort into it. You wanted to roleplay it?"
1: And by and you th- were already engaged, you piece
0: and of shit. And by the way, no, I'm already engaged my benefactor and also double no because you're a lala fell. <laughs> oh. But to be burn. fair, if I wasn't marrying my benefactor, I would marry Silight, and if she didn't want to marry me or I couldn't, if you race changed and anything that wasn't ephemeral or a lalafell, then I would marry you, Visenya. I think you're worse than Skurro. No no, 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 no. How, no, how, how is no? no because Skurro said no at first because she was a lalafell, but he's now turned into a
4: lalafell for her. And that and by the way, that's where the whole conversation goes <laughs> goes off the rails for me because I'm I don't I'm not going to try to understand any of this. Oh, look at that, the race car anyway
0: yeah uh, said he goes I I, I can't ha- I can't have a wedding where I'm like a person
7: hey at least Aniro has <laughs> another you. chance to attend the wedding right Aniro. <laughs>
0: yeah that'll happen yeah no. no
6: no all right Visenya you can do better than anyone related to lBR you know juxta's not married yet oh, okay. <laughs> you can do better uh, excuse me I'm gonna sell my marriage to someone
5: to the highest bidder thank you very much Vienia what's it's not your a bad bed? idea? What hang on I what but, I don't
1: have one I already paid for the package so What? You paid for it and that fucking yeah. clown
4: Yeah. You paid to marry Skuro. What and then and then that oh. ass clown wastes your money. Yep. Now, what a ridiculous yep. oh, You really stepped in it nice. <laughs> what, what an idiot. Oh.
0: Anyway, Skuro quote. He said, right? I would feel so weird and like pedophile like if I got married and it's like my Hume marrying the Lallafel. But him turning into a Lollabelle, oh, that's a okay to him, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Do you just imagine you guys are like midgets at that
4: point or something? I don't know. Uh, Confirmed. in a midget porn. Anyway, all right. Thanks, Visenya, for, uh, for giving us a call and giving uh, your side of the story here. Let's uh, do a mini-bum dating game. We did the dating game last week. We did the dating game
11: last a week. A real dating game
0: uh, to decide who marries her. <sighs> God. I hope a Nero wins. That sounds no, terrible. not us. Like, like, we, like, we would pick actual contestants. <laughs>
4: uh, I don't know.
6: That could, be a, it, so, that could be a fun stretch goal in the future, though. A Nero has to get married and get into
4: it. Oh. <laughs> that, would that would take, and get into it. That would be, take a lot of into money. That would, take, <laughs> that would take a lot of money. I have, I have, you know what, that I would see that as debasing myself and that. Would take. take a walk on the wild side let me just say let me just say okay when the idea came across to have me shave a hitler mustache on air <laughs> i didn't even flinch okay <laughs> and i'm didn't. i'm sitting here going mm, you know i don't think i want to have any part of that <laughs> that just tells you how, just how Meanwhile I do fucking belly shots So of stupid juxta. It's so stupid I can't believe Ugh. people
5: pay money for this shit Yeah next time no tongue Kahlo Thank you very much oh.
10: <laughs> God,
4: I, hate, I hate reliving that <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we did have a top- we had a topic uh, set out for today, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we took a whole ton of callers, but you know, I, I think that this is good because it sort of leads into yes. the- looking back at the way that this game has developed, and you know, it- it- here we looked forward into what we could be possibly getting in four Well, let's look backward mm-hmm. all the way to one and take a look at this uh, at-, at the journey that this game has been on. Yes, yeah, so basically, what we're going to do is we want to take a
0: retrospective of the content and how things have evolved over time. And one of the things that gave me this idea was actually uh, uh, that quote I mentioned earlier from Yoshi P, where he said for for 3.0 they had this idea where they wanted to try and get out as much new content and that doesn't just mean new dungeons new raids but new types of content which we see in things like skynemis we see in the aquapolis deep dungeon True. right sure. and he also mentioned that going forward into 4.0 now that they've done a lot of that stuff they want to really refri- refine that process down and take what they've learned right yeah and even if you look back through our shows and the stuff that we discuss, there are emerging trends that have happened. There are things that have sort of cut off. There are new trends that are starting to appear that I think are going to play big roles going forward. And basically, that's the kind of thing that I want to take a look at. Yeah. Now, we're going to go back as far as 1.0. Obviously, only one of us really played in 1.0. I do not call killing marmots content. Okay? Excuse Just uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs>
4: And Escalia, you didn't play 1.0, did you? I played to level 19. Oh, okay, yeah. That all doesn't right. count either. Woody, Woody how, did you play all 1.0? 60, all 60. All, all 50. okay. Okay, well. All right.
0: You, all right, so, so Papa has something he can oh, add. Hold up. No, wait.
6: Papa, get back in here and talk. I'll get the drinks. Oh. You know more about 1.0 than I do. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Hold on, if that's the case, Escalia. Mm. <laughs> hold on. are yeah, you, you, you can.
4: can. Yep, let we're let gonna, be, what are you, you guys drink? drinking? What are we drinking here? Iced tea. I'm iced tea. He's Coke. Yeah. All right, so everyone's getting tea. There we go.
5: Actually, I would like Rock and Rye, please. Go to the store. Woody would go to the store.
6: Yeah. No, he wouldn't.
4: I can, can can you make me a milkshake?
5: Oh, sure. oh my God. Sure, There's it's going to be extra frothy.
4: Too. Don't you worry.
6: I, need, I, need a, I don't want a milkshake anymore. I don't want a milkshake anymore.
5: I don't want a milkshake
0: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Scalia's milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Damn right uh so all right so going back as far as 1.0 now looking at it so purging our minds from what just transpired <laughs>
4: wow moving One, quickly past that moving quickly did, past it 1.0 didn't have a lot of content did it no it really no. didn't holy shit no 1.0 basically what you had you had level quests to help you level up yep or open world leveling you did a lot of that there I did was like just killing shit uh, yeah i actually i did none of that Oh really? I I I did one You used a jumping potion, right? No, I did one <laughs> I did 1 to 50 on Love quests alone. Mm-hmm. No kidding.
8: Yeah. Oh, it was so much fun doing those
4: parties though. Uh you know, every once in a while I would uh duo with my girlfriend at the time and we would kind of chain Love Quests together like that. But mm. yeah, it was mostly Love quests that I mm-hmm. used to get from 1 to 50. Mm-hmm. Um so that was I think that was like sort of the bulk of it. Right, right.
0: Uh, I'm looking at the dungeons here that that they had. First of all, how do you pronounce that first one? Chopache. Chopache. You like Leave yeah. out like a comma thing. No, no, really? Yeah. No, nope, that, that's it. That, yeah. Why
4: didn't we get Chopin? Now, well, In two show- wow. was uh <laughs> It was near
0: Limps <laughs>
8: the, the, the gates of Limpside. Yeah, it was. That. It was. Is that where you
4: rode the shoe puff across the? <laughs>
5: I feel like Chopushe would be, definitely be near the aqua uh, the mm-hmm. It's
8: And you have to ride a shoe puff
5: to
4: get there. A shoe puff to the the aquapolis. It, it looked almost <laughs> exactly like Cassiopeia Hollow, which was uh, a little bit farther north and mm. on uh, on Limsa, which Blood. was an open world dungeon. Oh. Yeah, they're all open world dungeons. I you, actually except Totorock, yeah. no, no. Toto, Rock, Cutter's Cry, and Z- Zamel and yes. Orum all Those. became dungeon dungeons yeah. but they were the I mean Shopache that that was weird that was a, I, and I I actually don't know why we don't have Shopache well
8: a, it you kind of do in the I think it's the 15 dungeon near Elport what, what, what's what that dungeon now um
0: uh, Shatasha Satasha it's kind it was kind of like that is there a lore reason we don't have it? Maybe the calamity something I, came in I,
4: I want to say that when I when I worked backwards on this cuz I I looked at what what its placement was in 1.0 and what the 2.0 maps look like and yes it do, it did seem to be affected by the calamity okay. and now that you mention that Woody I do believe that you're right that um that it's it, it, we get a chunk of mm-hmm. where it was in the map but we don't we can't actually Correct. go into the it. names kind of Sound like they'd come. S-
0: that, that phonetically they they're, it's like, you know, they're well, similar. I'm, I'm trying to think. I can't remember oh, the, Sh-
8: the Sh- beast Sh-
0: tribe. Sh- no, Cestashe is in a completely different area. Oh, is it? Isn't that the one you just said was sort of no airport by airport? Oh, what's the one by airport then? The, I can't remember
8: what that. It's the level. It's that first dungeon you go into. That is Sistasha. is, this, is the that Cestashe. It's, it's, got, okay. it's, it's, it's got a lot of similarities. Yeah, um, to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I can't remember the beast tribe that's over there. I forget their the, name all the time. The, the, the Sahagans. dungeons Sahagans, as we yeah.
0: have them now, is that how they were in 1.0 mm-hmm. as well? No, they're um, so much more difficult.
4: It's now. actually kind of it's it, yeah, they were way more difficult, but in terms of like what you're fighting and the general layout, yes. it was very si- yeah, similar. similar. Yeah. Very, very similar. Like Zemo very similar. Z- Zamel, yeah. Zamel is uh, remarkably similar. Orum Vale, I think, was a little bit different, but I don't think I ever got to the mm-hmm. end of Orum Vale. Okay,
8: that was a difficult one. you oh, had to fight the. I think the, the Chimera. The, the Chimera, at, yeah. yeah. At and you still end. do.
4: I mean, you still do at the you, end of Orum Vale. You did you, you ever fight that one? I didn't. Fight there you, Chimera, was Chimera in Orum
8: vale? vale.
2: That's the final end boss.
5: Isn't no,
4: it's not. It's a no, Morbrall. Oh, it's a Morboro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're, you're right. In that is It was no. The Chimera was in Cutter's Cry. Cutter's Cry. That's what it was. Cutter's Cry. Yeah. He had to stand sure on sure. one little
8: pebble next yep. to the wall to fight Chimera. <laughs> yep. Yep. They, yeah, yeah, and that
4: would, the 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 same tactic was used for Ifrit as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you
0: also had three primal fights, which is, this actually surprises me that they had Moogle Mog. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. far yeah.
4: back, but they didn't have Titan. Now Moogle Mog no. was different because you well, there was a walk run element where like if you if you <laughs> didn't engage the walk mode, it would be instant death.
10: What?
8: <laughs>
4: There, I, I, and that, I don't remember a ton about it, but that is one of the things that I remember. It was oh,
8: because that, that was to get the you see, in order to get into these fights, you had to collect items. Yes, that's right. And that was the walk run thing. You had that's, to collect these coupon nuts in order yep. to get to hand over in order to get into. Now the I remember. Huh. Yep. Yep.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's some uh, FF11 shit right there.
4: You know what? There were a lot of mechanics out of FF11 Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. 1.0 and and a lot more overworld mechanics where, you know, it's interesting because I think that, you know, when 2.0 came out, it got the whole structure down way better because 1.0 was a clusterfuck yeah. mm-hmm. but there are concepts from 1.0 where i feel like if they used them in 2.0 they would be incredibly popular yeah. um so you know yeah y- you did have these these overworld dungeons too that you could kind of go into that had um they had uh, grand company levs sometimes mm-hmm. in there and by the way i'm i'm remembering back specifically for anyone who's wondering i'm remembering back to uh 1.23 oh my god you're one of those you're a summer. <laughs> baby huh <laughs> no I, I i mean i played the whole thing but the the context that i'm working off of is yoshi is the, right? la, yeah, the yeah the last the last possible context that we got before they shut the game down because Praise if if, if you talk <laughs> <laughs> if you talk about 1.0 out of the gate you have to get rid of shopiche Totorock, rock cutter's cry zamel Ormvale. all of them that all came much later wow yeah it
0: yeah. Yeah. was yoshi exactly yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was all yoshi so it's kind of cool that all quotes. this retrospective that we're looking at it's even all yoshi peas Mm, like Mostly, doing. yeah, oh, yeah. So, overworld NM's. For so alright uh, before we move out of uh, uh, the 1.0 realm, uh, could could you tell us again what was Hamlet Defense? Now, oh Hamlet, my god,
4: Hamlet Defense is something <laughs> that we've never seen come back. No. We've seen all of this content sort of make its way back, except for obviously the story, the narrative, the the, right. the story fights, uh, confrontations with Nail, stuff like that. That all went away, but we've also never seen Hamlet Defense return. Mm. And what this was was it was like a mobs spam and you had to do your damnedest to just kill everything possible sort of like um it it, it, like it felt like an assault style thing
6: like garrison Eleven.
4: um i you know i don't know that i ever did garrison more like campaign in 11 it was a little bit campaigny, but you could only take in a single party was it like Oh,
8: so oh, uh, he was only taking eight people. He's hands So yeah. it was like a oh, like, so, a, like a
5: kind of like a fate that you could only do with your party. Then I guess an instanced fate. Yeah, ex-
0: yeah.
8: Except it was, it was, it was really fucked up too. Uh, you had to have gatherers and crafters in there. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't
0: we? <laughs> I, I, I understand had to, why it hasn't came your back. The gathers
8: had to go collect these like potions and they had to run back to the gathers. Gathers had to craft this shit and give it to the uh the disciples of war magic
0: and then they can go fight. Yeah. Look, that concept is actually really cool. No,
8: it, it was in theory cool, but the way it was If you're only it, using eight people though, nah. Yeah. Nah, man.
0: It was very,
8: very
5: difficult. You need a whole no. alliance one on one party for uh,
0: oh, fighters. you couldn't. You
4: couldn't make alliances. No, that wasn't no. a thing, right?
0: But nowadays, you imagine can. going in with an alliance and like oh, now yeah, yeah. Your just, disciples of war are fighting. Right? Yeah. Gatherers have to gather these things to give to the crafters, who then make them. And when you turn them into NPCs, start buffing up your disciples. of war. I think war. you could
4: have you could have easily done something like that with diadem. Mm-hmm. And I think the Hamlet was Matt. Also, if
8: you're uh, listening, come on now. Key to the relic. Yeah, you had to do so many uh, Hamlets in order to get your relic.
4: I mm, now that I don't remember that because I I did not get my relic in 1.0. Uh, I didn't even get dark light armor in 1.0. I only had no the body I for dark did. light. Womp womp womp. Um, it was difficult. You to call dark Dark Light Well, dark light was the highest. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the, end game armor. Yeah, right. that was end game stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine imagine getting um, taking all of that time. <laughs> and you get to end game, and then you get Dark Light. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, great, mm. subligars. Mm. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. All right. Well,
0: moving once we start moving into FF14, a Realm Reborn. Uh,
4: well, getting- you've also you've also got the story fights because mm-hmm. that Nail Van Darnus fight oh, was was really that was probably the finest thing that 1.0 had to it offer. Was epic. It was great. It it it, it was a double. Uh, it there were two three layers. Three tiers, wasn't there? I don't know if there was a third tier or not. But there was there were definitely steps up to the second tier, and there was a part where he would summon down meteors, and you had to kill them up on the steps before the meteors dropped down mm-hmm. and wiped the party. It was a very very cool fight. A lot of the concepts in it were just really creative for the system that have we was designed.
0: Seen any of those repeated? No. Nope. Interesting. We okay, and and that's actually what I want to talk to. Going into a realm reborn, uh, some of the first things that people ended up doing, you know, as far as like repeatable content was the primals. Uh, obviously, we had like hard mode, extreme mode. Now, as we know, SA loves their circle rooms, especially back then. Everything was a circle monster fight, round arena, there wasn't a whole lot of characteristics to it, and the big trend that we're going to see going through a lot of this 2.0 content, and something that we used to talk about and complain about all the time back then, was... One shot encounter. Single hit KO. Single hit K landslides up the ass. Le- landslide, uh, not, you know, if you don't DPS down the nail and Inferno kills you, you know, what whatever it was. Right. It was this idea that if you make a mistake, you're dead. Well, how do you recover from that? How how do you how are you su- supposed to learn? I mean, really at that point it's just like a Simon says and if you don't do a Simon says, you die. Right. And we really kind of bashed on that concept, right? Absolutely. We don't do it anymore. Does that mean that it's gone? Nope. I don't think that concept is entirely gone. No. I think that we have adjusted to it as a player I was going to say, because I was uh, discussing this with Jux, and that was my question. What changed? Because we've been praising, uh, what's his name, the second boss in Weeping City? Frugal, Frogal, where the fuck Death is it? The Megadeth guy. Yeah. Megadeth is awesome, and what
4: is that? That's an it's instant a, kill. That's an instant kill. So what's changed? Um, I think that it's... Uh, well especially if, if specifically to that boss you have to actively get the debuff to avoid the one the one shot kill it's but no all longer that's doing is moving into a spot it's no different than moving off of a spot I guess, but that seems more reactive. You I mean, what, they're Ellen's reactive like, in different ways, but it, I, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 It feels a little bit
0: different. I think two and things that's, have changed. Okay. I think, and, and it's a little bit of both. One of them, you're right. I think we as a player base, guess what, guys? We've gotten good. Suck it, Dark Star. All right? As <laughs> a player base, we have, at least in some degree, gotten good. Right. But the other thing is, is frequency. How often does Megadeth happen? Compared to something like
4: Landslide, it doesn't Happen a whole lot. You're right. Yeah, Landslide Was pretty often in the rotation uh, But Megadeth happens, I want To say, like maybe four or five times yes, Before the end of the I fight. Yes, because I think
0: an in instant KO Because it's fi- first 50%, you're not dealing With Megadeth. Right. Instant KO, that's a Big thing, okay? Yeah, sure. So if that's something That you're going to punish a player that drastically For, for missing, yeah. I don't Think it should be something that happens too often. I think that that's Something that Square Enix has sort of started to see Because yeah, instant KOs are still there But I don't think we see them as frequently yeah no i agree also to go along with that uh landslide uh falling off leviathan's platform
4: when you die to those you're dead and you're gone for the whole fight that's true too you there's no possibility of a raise so that takes the possibility to recover down another notch Mm -hmm. that's a really that's a very good point juxta because the the only time i really remember
5: uh in recent history of something pushing you off the platform is with sephira ex
4: and Ozma I mean Ozma technically Osma too. You can fall off that platform If you're really dumb But if you're really, really bad Yeah It doesn't really have That many knockback mechanics as long, as long as as You're watching for Holy Holy is the biggest mm-hmm. one That will screw Some people over I've watched a couple of people Just get nudged off the edge With Holy But like If they made the, not, the knockback uh, Effect on that Way worse And then everyone Had to be paying attention And be dead mm-hmm. in the center Especially in cube form That would make that Very very See, that's the difference, though. What you're talking about with Sephiroth and with Ozma, those are
0: knockbacks effects. I mean, yes, Titan knocks you back, but it doesn't matter where you are. If you get hit, you're going off the edge. I've been hit by Sephiroth's knockback a lot of times. Never been over the edge, though.
4: Although, I, you know, Landslide wasn't necessarily a knockoff. If you had enough if, of an arena, mm-hmm. you, if you were really really lucky and really
5: on Titan's yes, ass, you could survive. You but, could. Uh-uh. But really,
4: but it was it's hard. it was like 9 times out of 10 you were going off yeah, that bitch. Definitely. Whereas yeah, I don't think that that the knockback is is that extreme anymore. Mm-hmm. Um and again, with like with Holy on Ozma, the 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 distance that you're being knocked back is fairly minimal. It's just a little shove. Just it a is. Nudge. It's enough to fuck people up though.
5: Yeah,
0: it's. I almost re- went to, off a few times. Just, 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 just because to remind you, like, hey, I've noticed no, that depending no on what way you're facing, like, it doesn't. Just, it's not just a straight knock back. I think you get knocked back based on how you're facing. Because there was one hmm. time I'm up in the corner and I get knocked back at like an angle to yeah. where I almost fell off the edge just before the outer ring even starts. Oh. Hmm. Oh okay. I know Cala Fishery does that too with her mm-hmm.
5: knock back push shove thing. Yeah, yeah. The, that, that's a weird one. I don't
4: understand it, the mechanics that one, on that That one. one is really weird. You just got to go to the open space and not look at her.
6: I think yeah. there's also an element that just we as players have come to expect Like in the flow of every fight there's going to be at least one of those mechanics, like, like, think about every major fight in the game there's always the mechanic in the midway where they do where they disappear a bunch of ads spawn and you have to kill the ads before a certain timer runs out or where you your group die. wipes <laughs> right
0: like, we just accepted that that's going to be part of a fight mhm yeah. yeah and yeah. that's just the the you know the DPS check form right. which obviously plays a big trend uh, at the beginning of heaven's ward uh, and that's looking... and
4: that's, that that has to do a lot with expectation too if yeah. you're expecting that coming into a fight then you know landslide Really, if you look at it, landslide was the very first time that we as a community had ever been introduced to that concept of getting knocked off the platform and not being Be able, able to out. Yeah, period. not being able to recover. Mm-hmm. And and I think that, it, you know, I, I'm so glad that Juxta uh, pointed that out because it really is uh, a, a very important thing to note because in other fights, the recovery process, you, you know, it depends. I guess it depends on on the tuning of the fight and the the fight that we're talking about. But the recovery process is possible. Yeah. Whereas if the, somebody is off the platform on Leviathan or and that's Bismarck. one that's one of the that, that's Titan. one of the big things yeah. that we
0: talked about back then too. Was you know well looking back at, at FF eleven when you have those fights where it seems like you're down and out and you're able to come back, those really form strong bonds between your friends. They help form extremely strong memories of like triumphant returns. And one of the criticisms we have had was when 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 you have an instant KO that takes you out of the fight, you eliminate
4: that possibility completely. That is true. That is true. And, and and you know, going back to the circle arenas, and I'm glad that Scalia brought up Bismarck. You know, when they try to break the um, when they try to break the monotony of having a boss that's in a circle arena, I think that we we would end up with more fights like Bismarck, where we're not actually fighting him one to one. We're fighting ads, and then we're you know hitting a weak point. Right. And and mm. I don't, I'm not sure that anyone was terribly satisfied with. The Bismarck fight, but when you mm-hmm. consider saying like, "Oh, we're so tired of circle arenas and one big bad," at least we didn't go in bitching about it. I, I don't know. I think I think that there were a certain there was a certain amount of bitching that was done about the Bismarck fight. But it, I, when you make those requests, mm-hmm. you have to. You also have to be able to look at what you know what what the what the return on that looks like please wind responsibly for the well for the bismarck (laughs) fight i thought the
6: complaints about the bismarck fight weren't so much about the mechanics of the fight it's just that in the story it was just it was a step stopgap fight that just like took you to the next part of the story and then the extreme mode was worthless because ravana was already available that is that's that's, like i thought what really hampered bismarck as a fight well that that is true
0: hard of an ex fight was it
6: No. no not too bad
0: no no no. I mean I like the addition of, of of the cannons or the 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 dragon spears or whatever you yeah. know pull, pulling Bismarck in. I mean yes. overall looking back on it you're right it wasn't very important overall because of Ravana but just mechanically and thematically as a fight I'd say that it might actually be one of my one of my favorites.
4: They really did try mm-hmm. to they they really did make an effort at breaking the mold mm-hmm. and I I don't know that we had ever properly given Square Enix prop, uh, credit a credit for, mm-hmm. for for trying, you know, making that attempt with Bismarck. Yes. yes. So, mm-hmm. uh, just something that I wanted to point out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so you know, in also in uh, in 2.0 uh, we saw um you know a lot of recycled mechanics mechanics used That's something used that I want to add ag- or ask you about binding coil because obviously I
0: think when you know when it comes to it being in its prime you have the most experience with binding coil. Well, Nika, I think. Well, but, she's not here yeah. though because she's lame. So, you're Praise right. The Nika got. A lot of recycled mechanics. I mean look look at Plumes and then look at what Earthshakers is uh, dive bombs. Is that what they were called in the Primals? I mean literally Ifrit and Titan use the exact same fucking thing. Little things pop up underneath you and you have to run off of them. Uh, it is, I mean... It, uh, like, that's so frustratingly obvious to me. Yeah, don't when stand you in the even, bad. When you even put it in the exact same type of content, but Jux is right. Dive bombs too. Yeah, it, 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 it. Well,
6: I mean, with Titan, like the the things popped up underneath where you stood. It wasn't
4: plumes, aren't those in a set pattern? Yeah. But they
0: popped up underneath someone. Oh, okay, no. No, the, no, the, the, right, the earth shakers is different. Yeah. You got a
4: mark above your head and then keep... Right, right, put something underneath but you. But
0: when you're talking about an uh, Ifrit, you're right, there are the uh, the plumes the that plumes. are uh, set, but then there's also All those cracks that eruption, pop up. Yeah, eruption. eruption. Yeah, eruption. That was
4: it, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, well, but the thing is, is how many mechanics do we really have to work with? Like... You know, in terms of MMOs and the way that they've set up the combat system. No, you're right. There really isn't much more to do than say, hey, don't stand in the bad or everyone, or everyone stack. That's why we get so many of these down, spread stack mechanics. I think
0: but that that's when it comes down to execution, right? How are you presenting them to us? You know, what do the graphics look like? When it's just, here's circle fire, here's circle earth. That's just really lame. Like, just looking right at them, you can tell what it is because you're right. If you want to generalize stuff enough, it really just comes down to stay out of the fucking bad. Yeah. You know. I mean, when it comes to let's 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 take Ifrit and uh, and Titan specifically. You know, one of the things I liked about Titan was when like the rock bombs or the little pods like popped up. The and, jails. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. 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 The no, bombs. No. Oh, the bombs. The bombs, the bombs, bombs right. Bombs. And you had to watch the pattern they come up in. Sure. So you knew where to move before these before they started to explode. Right. right. I mean, that was kind of cool as far as that goes. Right. So, when it comes to binding coil, were there a lot of repeated mechanics? I think that we're
4: starting to, like, the proliferation of like petrifaction, mm-hmm. we're starting to see it work its way into 3.0. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things, like if you remember when 3.0 came out, and we were talking about things like the aether chemical research facility. You know, we we identified that very quickly as like, oh, they're just they're making coil mechanics easier and more accessible for the rest of the community. Yep. And I think that we have seen more of that. The mm-hmm. look away from the boss, yep. or else you get a debuff. Um, you know, the one that springs to
6: mind for me is in. Uh, is in turn eight, you have a mechanic where one player gets a, a ring around them and a certain number of orbs above their head and you have to have that many people standing in it or yep. they die. Yep. We saw it in Midas now. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was one of my favorite mechanics to come out of Coil.
4: Yeah, and and I I do think that, you know, it, it, raiding is a way of being able to figure out how these mechanics should be interjected into the community at large yeah. the thing is is i just and and I, I will totally admit that it's probably because i'm not as plugged into rating as i was in 2.0 and i'm not doing Alexander at all. I'm not doing Alexander Savage at all, but I don't know that the same types of mechanics are being tested out in a raid environment that will then end up leading to future mechanics that we'll see as a wider player base in things like 24-man raids or dungeons. I don't know that those mechanics exist because there's only so much that you have to play with. Mm, But,
0: like I said it comes down to how you put those mechanics in there and how they're executed because if we want to look at Midas right now we've said that the, that the previous Midas has had a lot of interesting stuff right for example sure. the uh, giant syringes that that produce different effects turning into a bird turning into a monkey right that was really cool yeah. the giant balls rolling around that's essentially don't stand in the bad except it's moving around all the but, time but yeah. and, and it's not just a red circle you know that's right. what you have to watch out for so that's really cool or even the way that the ad comes the heart ad comes out of the cat right, right. so finding new And interesting ways to put these into an encounter, I think is really important. And when you look at Midas and when you look at Weeping City, to me, when it comes to the mechanics, I just want to say the raiding scene. But when it comes to the way fights work mechanically, I think that there is definitely an upward trend on them. What I think doesn't have an upward trend and what has slowly been spiraling down until Weeping City... Was your raid environment so? Yeah, let's, sure. Let's go back to Binding Coil, right? The first turn, you have like this entire zone that you're making your way through. I mean, some of the places that I went back to here, you know, uh, uh, uncapped, obviously, you know, going through like these things where it's jumping you all over the fucking place, jumping down all these things, actually making your way through these coils. Yeah. Even the cutscenes aside, like these places, thematically and aesthetically,
4: were. Massive, they felt, monolithic. Yes, they really did feel. I felt
0: like I was in an end game place. Yes,
4: I agree, and I don't think that Alexander does. It that. missed it. it. It missed it. Missed it so missed it on that fucking mark. far. In fact, the only time
0: I felt close to that was the Midas fight, where we're going up against the uh, the goblin and his cat with the yep. balls because I, of that huge. Yes, I
5: want to fucking explore that place. Absolutely. Like, I'm just gonna sit here and fight this boss, and then I'm gonna teleport out, mm-hmm.
0: and that just. Kinda crushed me. Since Coil, the I feel like what's supposed to be considered the end game arenas have been shrinking. I agree. Which you know
4: what? Just makes them feel like single boss dungeon fights, which really isn't much different from doing a primal fight. Yeah, there's boring trash sometimes. And that's really it. It doesn't add anything to the confrontation. I mean, obviously, uh, Alexander, what is it, seven or uh, I think it's seven where you've got, um, you know, the whole bunch of bosses right in the road. The gauntlet of four bosses. Six. That's OK. You know, that I think is a different, uh, uh, you know, a a sort of different take on it. Yes. A lot of it comes down to presentation. Oh, absolutely. A lot of it comes down to the way that the mechanics are presented and the reactions that players hit, excuse me, have. Uh, that is going to be critical to figuring out like what a mechanic feels like to the player base because again, we've got a very limited palette to paint with. There are, mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, MMOs in general have, limited mechanics because you you have to be able to account for net code and latency lag all of those sorts of things it's why not everyone has a great time in pvp on dark souls you know your net code can be fucked up if you're on a wi-fi and if you're fighting someone on a one-to-one ratio and you have the slower network connection you're gonna lose yep period Mm -hmm. every time Every single time, unless you know how to sort of like, you know, play play with the, you know, having playing with that disadvantage, basically. Yes. That can't happen for MMOs. It can't. They have to be structurally designed to be equitable in terms of combat. Mm-hmm. It has to be very delicately balanced. And so in terms of mechanics, you get very few. You get move out of the red shit. Stack on, you know, stack on someone who has a mark above their head. But we know it's possible,
0: right? Because, you know, we've seen fights like, uh, or, um, sorry, um, the extreme Knights of the Round. Uh, sure. Right. Thordon, yes. Thordon Extreme, right? People loved that fight. Even Sephiroth EX, people loved that fight. Weeping City, we love everything about that except the last boss weird i mean she's got some cool stuff but weird right but we have definitely seen in certain aspects an upward trend in the way that mechanics are presented to us absolutely okay cool you know where we haven't seen that until weeping city is through the the what we're gonna call the you know the casual raid scene crystal tower yeah the 24 minutes yeah i agree the three crystal towers what was the difference between them Nothing outside of the Cerberus fight? Nothing. They were structurally exactly the same. Mm -hmm. The only thing that might have been noteworthy is that I think that they were really good at introducing (coughs) other objectives besides just kill, right? With the Bone Dragon, you had to take the adds out. You had to kill them on the platforms. Watch out for the, the, the venom on the ground or the acid. And kill them before they come in, right? Sure. Even with uh, Thanatos, you had the pots that you had to heal. Keep them from dying. The meteors in the towers, even though the whole tower thing with tanks always seemed kind of boring. And then... Atomos. Uh yes. The, the yes. Atomos, yeah. Atomos that was cool. Trash. And I think that that kind of going uh, forward with the Crystal Tower, they kind of drop the ball on that I mean what what really was there in, in the second one I guess jumping around the second boss was kind of cool in the platforms yeah uh, skillia fight Scylla all that was was staying on your platform
6: yeah well
5: dragging the orbs into the beams and into players maybe the, so
6: uh, they the, kind the, of the snake and the ice mechanic and the yeah. so
0: a little bit you know they were kind of still experimenting with them but I felt like they still played it extremely safe oh yeah Hands right. down, without a doubt. And it wasn't really until Weeping City that I
4: think they really stepped it up quite a bit, right? No, I, th- I and I, I think that you're right, that Weeping City definitely is an indication that they're paying attention to what the player base wants. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten this one right. This one. Yes. I mean, it, it, and that's the thing is that in three content injections, they've gotten one thing right. And maybe maybe one half with aquapolis. Mhm. Aquapolis, aquapolis. Cuz cuz people seem to really like that. So it ma- it encourages me for deep dungeon, which
0: brings up the next reemerging trend which we have we didn't see as far as I'm aware I don't think it was anywhere in 1.0. It was nowhere in 2.0 and it only just started to emerge with Skynimus, and that is the idea of RNG in in our mechanics, dynamics right? and fights. Yes, yeah. dynamics. Whether that's the drops, whether that's the way things are generated, and it's going to be playing a major major role. And even in something like Skynemus, which I think the concept was well received, but overall it kind of fell flat. Right. Right. I mean, they're at the point now where they're, they're redoing the system. To what extent we're not sure, but despite that, people will we're still very receptive to The concept of it, which we've now got an Aquapolis, and which is going to be probably even, you know, insane in Deep Dungeon. So you have to think that going forward into 4.0, that that's going to play a major deciding factor in the type of content that we get. Well, I certainly hope
4: so. I mean, they've said that they're going to be approaching creating content with more of an equal footing into old school and new school Mm -hmm. development styles. And I think that that's probably to their benefit. Again, as I said towards the top of the show, this has to be at at this point, at this life Uh, You know, this this game's life cycle, at this point in it, you have to be thinking about audience retention and not about audience expansion. And the thing is, if you retain the audience you have, they're going to bring people in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I also think that, you know, FF15, depending on how it's received... That is your foot in the door to open new people into bringing in FF-14. You're going to have people hot off of FF-15. If it's good, if they had a good experience, they're going to want more Final Fantasy. And if you have a Final Fantasy MMO, it's a clear jump.
5: Especially if they add some kind of event where... The, the four guys get like transported into, uh, into air we car. know
4: that that's gonna fucking happen with we ca- already know that that's gonna fucking happen but with a car mount the, but the thing <laughs> th- but the thing about that is that and it flies. You know, the the Final Fantasy, with the Final Fantasy name being attached to it, with it being a next-gen MMO, it's on, you know, PlayStation 4 right now, might be on Xbox One in the conceivable future. I think that instead of trying to give a big marketing push in the form of, hey, let's make everything equitable and put in a jumping potion so that everyone can be level 60, that they are going to have an opportunity to see some back-end bonuses after FF 15 is done and put out and people are consuming it for people to want to stay in a intrinsically final fantasy universe. Mm-hmm. I- so we can that, see that in like 2018. That's well, we're getting the game this year, but <laughs> that's one of the things that kept me plugged into FF11 for so long is that it was an extension of the Final Fantasy universe yeah. that yeah. I loved playing on the console. So you know that I, I I really think that Square Enix should be careful about underestimating the the. Really, the push that FF14 will get on the backside of, of FF15 being released. Mm-hmm. So, uh, th- the other big thing that I had was all right.
0: So RNG, I think when it comes to introducing that into our events, I think everyone's pretty hyped about that that kind of concept, right? At this point, everyone's drained on the whole idea of jump rope mechanics that it's the same every single time, right? But there are some other emerging trends that I think have had negative impacts on the game that could possibly
4: continue right Well, hang on just real quick just mm-hmm. talking about the dynamics i also think that given some of the new elements that we've seen in fights like um the phase changes with Ozma, mm-hmm. uh that we are starting to see some sort of dynamics start to work their way back into the fights that we have yes. yes and i hope that that's an indication for the way that it's going to shape out in the future i'd like to see more of that mm-hmm and, and this was, is a good step. This is a good way to train your audience to expect some of that. Yes.
0: Too. And I think one of the things I like about the Ozma fight, besides the fact that it's not just a circle arena, right, is the idea that you don't have to have a fight that stays in one location. You can have a fight that progresses as it progresses through stages, progresses along a path. You know, why is it like, all right, there's a fight going on? Let's bind us into this room and this is where it has to go down you know move from place to place and that's also looking at Midas the way that you do that gauntlet kind of also sets up some expectations for it yeah no I I
4: totally agree
0: totally agree speaking of Midas though split into two difficulties right I think everyone
4: can pretty much agree that that was a misstep yeah is and, this is this something that I mean because because Square Enix did that with Midas? Are we going to expect this now with every raid that comes and out yeah. a while ago, where there are not rumors going around? In fact,
0: I think Nika endorsed this on one of our shows that you have a story mode, a normal mode, and a savage mode. Are we gonna? Is that what this is coming down to? Having three fucking raid modes?
4: No, that's complete. That's that's three different fight tunings that the World Dev team Warcraft has to do.
0: Did it as far back as Wrath of the Lich King? I think they're up to four. Yeah, and now they years. have Mythic raiding.
4: But here, Ugh. it, it works. It works for a single arena fight. And I, if that's the way that your raid is, yeah. you're going to be presenting your raid structure. Maybe. Maybe. Because I have a that, solution. But that's a lot of fucking tuning and a lot of extra work that doesn't need to be done. I have a solution. Okay. okay? And this is
0: actually something that I think Chris is going to agree with me on, right? Now, Excuse when me? when they first came up with heroic difficulty in WoW, it wasn't a flip or it wasn't a switch that you flipped, metaphorically. It was something that you had to do in the encounter That would then up the odds. That would be cool. So if you have your story mode. That's a cool idea. And you have your hard. And then make some type of trigger within the fight. That if you do it. Now it becomes hard mode You
4: know that was one of the things that I absolutely And Eleven Notoriously got shit for Abyssia And a lot of a lot of that community Thought it was a misstep but I Actually thought the weaknesses And the trigger system with the exclamation Points mm-hmm. I thought that that was an Incredibly inventive system Yeah it was and, yeah. and I'd like to see Obviously you can't copy and Paste that same thing to FF14 But I'd like to see some of the Same ideas be thrown around where yeah something that a player does initiates that harder battle sequence but then again that that also opens up to griefing where if True. you go in Ow. yeah if you go in with a group of players and and they're like well we want to do it normal style and then somebody you know either pops that action or that item mid fight well, and just usually, wipes the shit yeah, out of everyone here's the
0: other thing it's usually except in the case of uh mimiron in World of Warcraft it's not usually something that's easy to do Okay. To unlock it, you can't just like oops accidentally start in heroic mode. Fair enough. As a group, you actually have to be able to push or attain To that point, okay. I'm I'm picturing like at
6: some point, you like you go into a boss fight, and at some point, another ad spawns, like maybe like like a wall that's crumbling, and if you can DPS down that wall in a certain time period, or
0: while doing the other mechanics of the fight, like the area changes and it becomes the hard mode. Yes, doing something differently, but you need a skill level, a certain skill level to unlock that. That's
4: actually it's a pretty cool concept because that introduces dynamics outside of just you know random you know, randomization. And doing
0: that could give you, fuck, two extra chests, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, up the odds, you know, give give people a reason to want to do that beyond just doing it. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Like,
8: bring back the 1.0 limit breaks. Where one person started, then the next person, say, like, the pug would have yeah. to do a skill, and then the next, like, a bard would have to do a skill. Oh, I forget, forget what that. those were called. Skill chains?
4: No. no. It, was, <laughs> it skill wasn't burst. a limit
8: break, but it was something. Right.
4: right? It, was, it was, yeah, I can't remember what that was. But that was kind of cool. It was like they were trying to bring skill chains into... Uh, FF14. It didn't quite work, but I think like if they wanted to revisit an idea like that, th- now would be a good time to do that.
0: Well, you know what? Uh, uh, speaking on what you just were talking about about the idea of weaknesses or, or or the triggers from FF11. Yeah. When I think as to why I'm having so much fun with Overwatch right now in ranked mode, it's because of the communication that's going on. You have to talk to the other people and communicate what you're doing or what you're planning on doing. And if they brought in some form of of weakness or skill chaining sort of stuff. I think that is one of the things that FF14 is missing. Like, okay, I agree. We all go into a party. We all go into a raid. And we as individuals have to memorize what we're doing. But we don't really interact with There's each no other.
4: coordination. There's well, no re- outside of positioning. but Positioning that, but, is the only thing. But all that there, is is a pattern that you yes. have to follow. I agree. I, I No, I, I totally agree. It w- that would add... Another layer of dynamics. It would obviously make the game more complex, mm-hmm. but I, it would add a, uh, a layer of dynamics that I think would be really interesting. And, and there are look, there are core concepts from 1.0 that I still think are good ideas. It didn't work, but you know now that now that FF fourteen has established this very solid foundation and this very solid baseline, that there's no reason that we can't revisit at least some of yeah. these concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's. You're, Do you remember Star Fox sixty four? Yeah. Do you remember
6: having to like do random things in the stages to continue along the hard path to get to the real ending?
4: No, I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I, do. I didn't spend a whole lot of time in it. so
6: That that was like the only way you could continue like, to get to the, the final boss, the actual trending, you had to take the hard branch through the game. But to stay on that hard branch, you had to do certain things in the stages. Otherwise, you would go to the easier version on the next stage. I think that's kind of what that's interesting. we're hoping yeah, for. Yeah, that's, like, sort of
10: that's, I,
5: I, that's a fascinating concept. I like that. There's like bridges that you have to fly under. And you have to after you fly under all of them, then for whatever reason, your character is like, oh, there's a hole in that uh, waterfall. So I'm gonna go
6: in that way let's go that way instead
4: yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean it, it, sometimes it'd be simple to just like kill enough
6: enemies but yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah uh shikigami weapon uh reminding us it's battle regiment that that's what we were trying to think oh, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah battle regiment Ugh, shikigami, shikigami weapon uh <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh let's talk about some of the more kind of throwaway content that 2.0 I was introduced say, hunts Ugh. that kind of fell flat it really did. It I was mean, there
6: to serve a simple purpose, and I guess it did that. We, uh, True. That's,
4: that's, another, that's actually another s- subject that we spent like three episodes on. Yeah, yep. yeah. no, I, I mean, Hunts, for as, as much as people belly ached about them, um, it really, that must n- have been the easiest thing to design from and, a development. And, and like standpoint. Ascalia
0: said, it served its purpose, purpose, and going forward, it's probably going to continue to serve
4: its purpose. It's not a bad thing. Like... You know, in FF11 we had NMs, yeah. you know, just free mm-hmm. roaming NMs. This is a way to kind of have a similar idea, but where it's again we're we're talking about it's more equitable. I think what they should do is put rare one
0: millionth percent drops of rare pets on some of the the hunts. Mm. Just so that you have some people out there doing the whole jaggedy or jack thing all over Got to get that rabbit charm, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really the only new thing that came out in 2.0, right? I mean, everything else is just primals or raids or, or whatever. That was the first time they kind of tried to, to, to come up with something new, am i right
4: yeah, i i mean yeah outside of pvp yeah
0: mm-hmm. outside of like gold saucer minigames
4: yeah i, th- I think yep. that, i think that you're right yeah in
0: 3.0 we saw skynemis aquapolis uh, d- deep dungeon and <laughs> i guess if you want to include lords of a well that's a that's a mini game. we're not talking about those really And, uh, okay, so obviously there's three times as much new stuff, and Yoshi has recently said that that was uh, something that they specifically wanted to do was get out new content, right? Right. Now, going into 3.0, or I'm sorry, 4.0, you know, we now know from a a recent article that he said they kind of want to refine that process. But I want to ask you guys, going into 4.0, would you like to see new content like we had in 3.0, or would you like to see them stick to what they have and just refine
4: what we already have and improve on that? I would like to see new content. I'd like I like seeing them take chances. Even though Diadem was something that didn't work, I was a big proponent of it mm-hmm. because it was something different. It was it was providing a different type of play style. As long as it, you know, like, as long as they're not Nintendo and just innovating for the sake of innovation. Uh-huh. I think that th- trying new things is overall
0: good. Would it be what better I- to try new things within the content they already have? Because something like Diadem could have
4: easily expanded into deep dungeon. In order to do that, you have to set a level cap and stick to that level cap, so that you have uh, you have um, uh, lateral expansion, mm-hmm. lateral character expansion, as opposed to vertical. Because with the minute that you introduce verticality in you're always thinking about the next 10 levels how are we gonna and and there's got to be a way to get players through those 10 levels so there's got to be content through that jumping potion no fuck that (laughs) Uh, but leaving potion one of the things that was so fantastic about 11 was that when you got to level cap there was so much to do it was inaccessible to you until you were at level cap, and once you got there, it was like, oh my god, there's so much. There's so much. I could start doing assaults. I could go. I could, I could go do limbus. I could, uh, you know, get on this uh, NM shout. C- yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember hitting
6: 65 and going into dynamis
4: severely. Yeah, give, just I wanted to see what it looked like. Exactly. There's none of that in Ff14. And what I think, you know, I. I'm I'm kind of split because I'm not sure that FF14 is a game that can really support lateral expansion or a yeah. permanent level cap, because I think that expanding the levels and having a vertically built reward system is something that was in the foundation of the design of the game. Uh-huh. I don't know that you can work that out. I don't know that you can just remove that and still have the same stable game that we have right now. I, I, it's. It, I mean, this is uh, again. I'm. I'm a layman. I'm not a developer. I'm not a game developer. This is just what I know as a player. What I experience as a player. Sure. My my raw opinion as a player. There were a. There was a lot about Eleven's end game that was severely appealing as you were going through the leveling system. And I don't think that you get that with FF14 because as as soon as you go. To level cap, I mean, there's there's three events that you basically ignore. You ignore D M. You ignore, uh, you know, you ignore hunts. You ignore, um, you know, it, basically everything that's not grinding dungeons right now. Everything yeah. is so dungeon focused. Queue up for your 24 man raid if you really want. You know, challenge a primal or um, you know go go do some savage raiding or normal raiding, whatever. But even when it comes to primal, you're only doing what one or maybe two. Yeah Nidhogg exactly. X right now What was the one before that?
0: Sephiroth Or, Sep-
4: or Sephiroth? Sephirot, Sephirot, yeah.
9: Sephirot EX Yeah Yeah
4: so, you know, if if there was lateral expansion and a reason, a different reason to do each one of those fights, I think that would be extremely exciting because it gave you a reason to want to clear it. it, it gave, you know, like getting past the COP missions, you got something at the end of that. You got access to a whole nother area. That's a huge, huge reward. And I understand why Square Enix would be squirrely about doing that same sort of decision when you only have... A certain percentage of your player base That sees an amazing zone like C That's got to be disappointing It's got to be disappointing as a developer But at the same time as a player It was so cool because It felt like a real accomplishment It felt like a meaningful Long term accomplishment Mm -hmm. And there literally is none of that In FF14
0: You want to know why? FF14 seems like a tour guide you know, you go into into uh, uh, some place like Disneyland. You get on a ride, and it, it's it's going to take you to each place. It's on the way Those are the stops Right You're going there Yeah Whereas in a game Like FF11 You take yourself there Right You it's, Don't just get in a ride and, just... and eventually You're going to come to it It's a destination
4: It's a mountain That you have to climb Absolutely And you know that You put the work into it So so, but And, and the thing is is I'm sure that People in the chat Or people listening at home You know Are going Well, well they're just asking For FF14 to be FF11 2.0 It's the last thing That Justin wants It's That's actually not What we're asking what we're identifying are things that made us feel like that game it felt like, those were incentives. Like, I felt as a player, like, I need to log in, and I need to make some some effort or some progress on this, or else I'm going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. And without that motivating a player, when you know that you can just, you know, within a matter of weeks, get up to where everyone else is by grinding tomes or by grinding, you know, subpar gear that takes that incentive to stay up to date out of it and that's what I'm struggling with now is I, I'm I'm you know I've put very few points into my anima I've barely been logging on and capping tones and I've struggled to find a reason like I'm yeah. not afraid to be left behind because if I if I get left behind on this content step you'll catch up at the next. I'll one. catch up at the next one exactly Quick, quicker than if you do it right now exactly so it almost makes it feel like what is the fucking point you know, and yeah. and that, that makes it really hard because I want to be motivated to play this game. I want to be motivated to log in. There's a lot that I love about this game. The environments are beautiful, the maps are really well designed, the story is phenomenal, and I've developed an attachment to my character. Those are all necessary things for an MMO But I don't feel like there has been Meaningful character development That there's been long term development Or that there's going to be any repercussions For me not logging in for three months And that's a really big detriment To an MMO any MMO I feel
6: like there's another element that uh, Didn't exist from FF11's Time and that's the prevalence of things like YouTube And Twitch nowadays if there's a new Zone that comes out that's only available after doing something I can just like watch a YouTube video or or a Twitch stream and I'll probably see it when I first went to see i had no idea what to expect i had no idea what it was going to look like i had never even seen a picture of it before so when i was dropped suddenly in this wide vast open space and walking on water i'm like holy
4: crap but don't you feel like uh, and and that i think has to do with a certain like that was the 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 time you know that was the time like we didn't have youtube we didn't have the kind of exposure but don't you feel like if square enix held back Uh, uh, You know like that there was going to be A big reward like a zone like the first person To get there would be able to Blow that up on social media and make A huge deal about it and all Of us would be sitting around going Fuck! I need to log in right now to get there. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know? So I'm gonna actually disagree with uh, yeah. with him, even though you're right. It might take some of the magic out of seeing it for the
4: first time. It's also gonna fuel people to want to get there themselves. It's going yep. to drive that lust to want to get there. Yeah, there needs to be a reason for me to want to keep playing, and I don't think that constantly taking my eye level up is really doing it for me right now. No, and I, that's why that's why I keep suggesting, like, you know. Uh, make the entirety of the relic available right from the get-go And then just ease the requirements as as time goes on You did the same thing for XP We've You've seen how you can ease those requirements And make it easier for people as time goes on If that's going to be your plan with each step of this new relic anyway Because that's what they did with the Zeta If that's going to be your plan right from the get-go Then make... The the initial ask ridiculous So that the people who want to Grind that shit out and have that shiny Masturbatory tool they can Have that you didn't have to do the motion With it <laughs> they, can, they can Have that I like and it. You're guaranteeing that you're Going to get that 1299 every Single month that it's taking them to Try to grind that out it's a way More effective tool for audience Retention that Is a big key it's got to be A huge key um so you know yeah while we did have you know hunts and that was sort of you know a bit of a a a bit of a throwaway um you know the crystal tower when when they had first put in crystal tower as a 24-man raid we did not know how that 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 was going to be received we didn't know how that was going to work really like everything that we had was capped at eight man and so that was for its time, a really big deal. But the thing that we forget about Crystal Tower is that it was supposed to be there right at launch. It was supposed to be there right at 2.0. Ooh, really? Yeah. Uh. And they held
0: that back for a patch. And then we basically got the same thing three times. Yeah. And now, and now while they started at the same place with Void Arc, the leap between Void Arc and Weeping City, that gives me hope. For whatever comes next, yeah, Guardian Space Station.
4: Well, hopefully they don't get squirrely. Like,
0: hopefully they don't, or get overconfident and then just give us the same thing. That too. I don't
6: see why they would get squirrely. Like the, the feedback's been nothing but good.
4: Yes. The feedback has been nothing but good. There have been more than a few people who have asked Yoshi P directly about players' attitudes when it comes to Weeping City. And I like the fact that he's sticking by his guns to say, look, this is how hard it is. We're not going to change that. That is encouraging. But also looking at the development cycle... I, I hope that they don't get gun-shy about adding difficult mechanics moving forward, because that could be a possibility, too. Knowing that they rode the balance well on this may make them a little bit more conservative on their estimates moving forward. I hope that it doesn't. I hope that they lean into it. That's yeah. what I want them to do. I hope that this gives them confidence, too. I, that's what I hope. That's That I absolutely agree. Um, so, you know, we also got our first look at PvP. In uh, 2.0 There was no PvP in 1.0 Right, right In right. 2.0's first PvP Wolves' Den Oh my gosh uh, that,
0: Not good Trader's that, no. that, Den More like yeah, it Yeah, that probably failed Worse than Skynimus did Yeah I mean Not quite as bad as uh, Verminion though No, not quite as bad as Verminion um, And it's actually interesting Because the, the first jump From PvP To what we got after that Which was uh, um, Frontlines Frontlines That was a huge success. It was. And you went from two small parties to three full alliances. That is a mass. I mean, they went from one end of the scale to the other end of the scale. Yeah. And it's also important, I think, to note, because of the uh, reception to Slaughter, which came afterwards, is they also went to Wolves' Den, was basically just, you know, free for all, go ahead, kill each other. Yeah. And the way that that Frontlines was set up had a very specific uh, set 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 of rules that went along with it. And Slaughter, which was in a similar area, again, kind of just, I mean, it did did have rules in the way that points were scored and stuff like that, but it was really just here, go in and kill each other, right? Yeah. For the most part, yeah. Wasn't very successful. Really wasn't. So, I actually don't think that it's much of a surprise that what we finally got with The Feast wasn't just an all out kill, everybody, and there are so many rules and tactics that are now evolved in it, which we pointed out was actually probably a first when it came to MMOs and arena style fighting like that. Well, I don't think
6: FF14 lends itself very well to just straight up brawls, so I think they use a lot of these
4: like altered mechanics to kind of hide the inefficiencies in there. I don't, I, you know, Scalia. I don't think you're wrong there, but at the same time, you know, we did ask on the heels of FF11 who had Ballista and Brenner that... Those are big successes. Well, uh, We, everyone was like, why can't we just have straight PvP? Why does it have to be this weird game that, that comes
0: along with it? That's interesting, because you're right, that weird game didn't do anything in FF11, but when you look at straight PvP in 14, it's been the fail boat. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It I really has. I feel like
6: straight PvP almost would have worked better in 11 than it does in 14.
0: Uh, I think it would have fell flat in both of them because the problem that you have in.
6: Geez, are you all right over there? Yep. yep.
0: The okay. problem that you have in this game is when you introduce rules like what we have in The Feast or when you introduce rules like what we have in, in Secure or Frontline or. Uh, What's what, 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 Seize, the new one? Seize, yeah. Seize, yeah. What it does is it gets away from the idea of who can kill quickest because that's when imbalance happens, right? When it comes down to just who can kill quickest, that's what everybody plays. Who doesn't kill very quickly at all? then you don't play them at all. And that's the big problem that you see in games like World of Warcraft is every season there's a a flavor of the season. You know, a job that everybody plays that everybody hates to see. You know, a job that ends up being able to freaking solo two or three people at a time and then it becomes such a strain I think on developers to try and keep just PvP balanced and then that's possibly depending on if you have separate moves or separate rules for PvP and for your PvE that trying to balance in PvP is now going to your pve off balance so i think when it comes to having rules and it's not about who can kill the quickest it's okay if you have a party that has people that can't just zerg someone down straight away and a party that can because that's not what it's about i mean obviously it does help you in certain situations because if you're not alive you can't capture the point you can't pick up the objective whatever it is but it still comes down to different varying degrees of tactics right Well, yeah exactly but i i just think like
6: you look at ff 14 and and ff 11 i guess to a lesser extent like you you said it like the neither of those systems was designed for you to fight another person both those systems were designed solely with pve content in mind Mm -hmm. so when they tried to adapt it to pvp in one game it worked I guess in, four, I, in fourteen, it's f- it was functional, I guess, but it wasn't particularly fun. In eleven, they never even bothered to try it. Uh huh. I, I, I just, I don't know. I think it would have worked okay in eleven. I don't think it works at all in fourteen. I think when you put things like I like think you or something 11- like eleven
0: the right way because whenever I played Brenner or Ballista or whatever, we never actually played the actual game. We would go in there and just treat it like it was all out PvP. Right. Right. And Thief destroyed. With status bolts, if you had capped accuracy and accuracy gear, you fucking destroyed. Put you to sleep, sneak attack. Put you to sleep, sneak, like, you're done.
4: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
5: Hmm. Uh, So so if we did
0: that, if we had 11 as like
5: trying to make a competitive PvP, it would just fall flat on its face. Like, what 14's initial pvp did too so i don't think it's really fair to compare the two when yeah when there's no real well well, what
0: what i was was just interesting was in 14 14, all the weird rules yeah that succeeds yeah yeah. but all the weird rules in 11 did not succeed but
5: i also think pvp didn't succeed in 11 people only did it as like a side joke. well
0: even back then i would go so far as to say that pvp in mmos in general was still just beginning i mean at that point i don't even think wow pvp was really anything to shake a stick at you know, when you think about like like player versus player stuff, you know, you 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 look at like, you know, the big FPSs or you know, yeah. uh, League of, Le- you know, stuff like that. Yeah, you right. don't really think of MMOs, <laughs> especially MMORPGs as any kind of player versus player environment.
6: Well, that probably just speaks to the difficulty of programming a game for both PvP and PvP content. Yeah, yeah no, no, I mean, you're I, mean right. I think the biggest right.
0: draw to PvP in WoW was just the idea that there, that you had enemies out there that could kill you at any time. You yeah. know? And all this competitive stuff that, you know,
4: eSports mm. and arenas and stuff like that, that came after the fact. Right. So what can we expect to sort of stay the same as we move forward here towards 4.0?
5: Oh.
0: Two dungeons, primal. Vertical progression. No, hold probably. on now. Hold on now. Again, Yoshi P said uh. that they had a very specific mission in mind 3.0, and that was to get out as much new content as possible. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's going to interfere a lot with the stuff that you make sure that you want to have, like Dungeons and Raids. And going into 4.0, they have a very more refined process. They have a better roadmap. They didn't exactly know how 3.0 was going to go. Right. So I think, and I hope, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to hope that they can get their wheels back on track and they can start bringing us more stuff. Maybe more than two dungeons. Right. A little bit more than just four bosses per raid, or at least bigger areas, something a little bit more complex. Well, I, I that's think I'm, my hope. I'm think I'm fine with us only getting two dungeons if
6: we're also getting a deep dungeon expansion or a, a Skynemus expansion. Yeah, well, yeah, if they're expanding if they're, on if they're, other if they're doing things, all, if they're like taking all these new events that they point. put into the game and now they're going to start expanding on those, I'm
4: fine with only getting two dungeons. That's, you know, Escalia, that's a good point. And and as I was, I guess I didn't realize it until we started having this conversation that you know really all we got out of 2.0 in terms of new stuff was hunts and the fact that we've got deep dungeon. Aquapolis and uh, Diadem out of 3.0. I think that's pretty remarkable, and that Square Enix does deserve some credit for being able to, uh, you know, to to you know, come up with these systems. But at the same time, that's what should exist at the end uh, at the end of your game. Is Mm -hmm. that there should be a lot of stuff to do once you're through the leveling, once you're through the MSQ. There should be still a lot of stuff to do, and uh, you know, I. I what I think I'd like to to see stay the same is just a refinement. Of things that are already very well received by the community, uh, you know, uh, th- there have been a lot of uh, of things that have been very positively received, and measuring that enthusiasm, I think, is going to be a very, very important yardstick in determining what is good and what is bad moving forward. Now you've got three years worth of feedback. I was willing to cut the the dev team a, a lot of slack coming out of 1.0 to 2. Because they reset the slate. Mm -hmm. All right, you've now got three years of feedback and development on your current system. We should never see anything like Lords of Verminion again. If if there's that kind of misstep in the future of FF14, that's going to bode very, very poorly for the future of this game. But that's not where they've been showing that they want to put their development time. They've been showing that they want to put that into things like Diadem, Deep Dungeon, and Aquapolis. And I think that that is all very positive. Yes. So um, I'd like to see them, uh, what I'd like to, uh, and again, what I'd like to see stay, stay the same is I'd like to see them make a decision and stand by it. And and have the you know no there is a reason that this difficulty exists mm-hmm. no there is a reason why we don't give you a normal mode raid you know raid tier no there is a reason why we're not going to give you a jumping potion yep. and this is why mm-hmm. because when you say that especially if it's coming from Yoshi P I think that that sets the audience expect it sets our expectations to where you know like. We can think we can think a move by Yoshi P is good or bad, but in the end, like there is so much faith in him from the community that if he said, no, we're doing this because it's a good idea and it's good for our game, I think that he still has the majority of the public behind him and those yes. decisions
0: like that. If he comes out and publicly says that stuff, instead yeah. of just thinking behind closed doors, no, 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 it's fine. That's one, like, yeah, right. people are going to still playing a bitch about it but when he does come out and publicly says look it's
4: working as intended yep we're watching yep Keep trying. The live letter yeah. should stay the same. That's the stuff that it, it, you know. In terms of real improvement from Square Enix, I think that that is where they've shown the most in the willingness to reach out to their community, to interact with their community, and to really make the community feel like it's a part of the game crafting process. I don't think that we ever felt like that in FF11. FF11 felt like we were shouting at them in their glass box. So, um, so what? What do you? What do we expect to change? Uh,
0: I think there's going to be a heavier focus on RNG elements. Okay? I agree. Um, what I would like to change is the the way that raids are told narratively, the story. I think that the Weeping City thematically and aesthetically was perfect. Okay, What I would like to see added to that is more characterization into the fights themselves. I've talked about this a little bit already. You know, I know that K. Sith says stuff. I know that the the bosses say stuff, but they're little word bubbles that you can only see on screen for like, and like two for, seconds yeah, and, and they're, they're not there for going. very long. Yeah, either. so you can't even like reread them down in the chat log. Yeah. So I would like to have like actual voiceovers, maybe coming mm-hmm. up out of like that, the vault. right? Like the vault.
4: Yes or, yeah, In Vault a, a g- Another good example Was that little cutscene That we got In turn one Of Binding Coil Right after beating ADS You got your first Very look at the Bottom of Louis Sua's Shoes mm-hmm. So I mean like little things, cut cut little things little things Like mean, that Cutscenes are good But but once you've seen the cutscene,
0: then you just skip over it. That's true. It, right? Yeah. And I know some people might think, oh, no, guess what? That that would end up being so annoying. But you know what? To me, annoying is more interesting than there being absolutely nothing. And that would start to give things more longevity and life outside of the raid in the form of memes. I love memes. <laughs>
4: Uh interesting idea. Okay. It um, means heart of Draenor. How about uh how about you guys, what do you what do you want to see changed about uh FF14's content? Uh I want what I personally want is just to have more
5: game systems that aren't just straight up kill the boss. Yeah. Like I want them to go ham balls in with the whole deep dungeon uh theory of gameplay where things are always changing. You have just, just make make it so I'm not just doing my rotation over and yeah. over and over. No, and over that's again. fair. Because I, I am getting so sick and tired of just going through the dungeon and having it be the same thing over and over and over again.
6: Fair enough. I want. Uh I'm just burned out on gear treadmilling. I, yeah. I need I need that gear treadmill. I need that to come to an end and look at a different way of, of empowering our characters I, throughout the patches. I cannot totally, do another expansion of gear treadmill.
4: I completely agree with you on that one, Escalia. The gear treadmill has become absolutely monotonous. Yes. Uh, all right. I think that that wraps up our discussion about the ways that this game has changed, looking all the way back from uh, 1.0 all the way to 3.3 as we get ready for 3.35 and the introduction of D dungeon hopefully a whole new wave of content that we're going to see in ff14 and hopefully we're going to see a lot more like that so let's go to our phone lines we've had uh, orpheus Hidner hanging on for quite a while of hyperion orpheus how's it going it's going great how y'all are you doing oh we're we're great uh so what would you like to talk about today
2: so I was hearing this thing about something called a jump potion. What, what, what?
4: Yeah, we we spent a good portion of the show talking about that, homie. All right, don't worry. I ain't gonna talk about
2: that. Okay. No, uh, <laughs>
4: all right, <laughs>
5: good troll.
2: You had him going there
5: for
4: good, a second. Good one.
2: <laughs> all right, but really, um, uh, what I wanted to talk about was the one of the other things that was on last week's show, and that was all about Fan Fest and FanFest ticket anxiety. Oh
4: yeah, yeah. Oh, that was so bad. At getting uh, trying. Like all of us, I think all five of us were at our computer sitting down ready to order tickets when it went live and I wasn't. Uh, all just getting thrown into the queue. And then it, you, you just, you don't know, like yeah. you had no idea oh, yeah. what your place was, how long you were going to have to wait, how it many was, tickets were going to be yeah, available. It was, it's and an thank God, too, because as
6: it turned out, we only had like nine hours to spare. Yeah. Well, we didn't know that. Well, we yeah, didn't know. know. But
4: I mean, I, I would say that nine hours is a pretty hefty window for an event. Like I that. was going to
0: say, I thought that it worked out a lot better than website crashes yes. and they're sold out in five minutes. Yes. Oh, God. What? Exactly.
4: Yeah, absolutely. But,
2: yeah, so I wanted to chime in last week with my story, but I ended up missing the entire show last week because I was asleep. For good reason. Womp womp. I, I had actually just gotten back that same morning from a week-long vacation in uh, okay. Vegas. Oh, nice. Nice. So... I was in Vegas when the tickets dropped and well, actually, no, that was the one day I wasn't in Vegas and that's where my heart attack happened.
4: Oh no.
2: <laughs> so I, I, I did not have fun that Monday. No, I, I bet, bet you did I was in the car with my family Ooh. on my phone fluctuating on my data connection. Because so, We were in the middle of the desert on the highway on the way to the Grand Canyon
4: in in the middle of having a heart attack
2: in, in the middle of all the, all the crap with 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 the virtual queue.
4: Wow.
6: Like, I, I'm
2: just sitting there for like an hour. Just like, give me something, please. my
6: was just like, oh, what a nerd. What's he doing? On a scale What's of problem? One to
2: ten. How oh, is no, you not, even <laughs> not even that. Not even that every the whole hour they're like don't worry you can get it tomorrow it's fine what are they gonna do sell out yes doesn't even sell out that fast yes
4: no that is exactly what what happens oh my god i can't even i throw throw the anxiety that we already had you know getting those tickets and then heap a heart attack on top of it Did,
0: did you did you get did you get your tickets though I got my ticket oh, yeah. an
2: hour in. That's I, awesome. The moment I saw that email, just a
4: wave of relief. I, uh, did the heart attack stop at that point, I hope? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. good. <laughs> well, we're glad that you're okay, Orpheus. Uh, you know, that would have been, been a terrible story. Man dies trying to buy FanFest tickets. <laughs>
6: Bessie would not have had fun no, explaining that one away. No,
4: Yeah, yeah. Okay, Square Enix did a fine PR job with the whole uh, pandemonium warden thing and people sitting at their computers for 18 hours trying to justify someone losing their life. <laughs> Go for it, Square Enix. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the PR spin on this one. Uh no, or man, or- super dedicated to Final Fantasy fourteen. Sign up today. Yeah, we are really glad that uh that you're okay and uh and, and that you got your ticket to be able to go out to fan Fest. So are you gonna p- come party with us at the after party? Oh yeah.
9: That's what's
2: hey, up. my my birth- my birthday? Is the is is that Wednesday 12th that's what's that's up, up. That's, that's that's my whole birthday that's my 21st birthday right there that's oh, awesome buddy. well we're
4: gonna be celebrating we're gonna be celebrating 10 years of limit break radio out there uh hope to see you out there Orpheus uh thanks for the call we really appreciate it and uh, again glad that you're okay and uh glad that you were able to to get tickets but that is gonna just about do it for limit break radio I have one thing I would like to add absolutely I, not uh, we've got two emails that we've got to run through here really
0: quick. So if it's quicken at the end and involves Scarrow,
4: like ostracizing him more. Okay. Uh, so let's read our first email here from uh, Tranixia. Tra- tra- Tranixia. Tranixia. Trani? Trenixia. <laughs> Who wants to take the Tranixia's email?
0: Scully
6: does. Okay. <laughs> Greetings, LBR. Regarding the jump potion, my thoughts are like many others on the negative side. After listening to a show, someone I can't remember who's sorry said who's sorry said maybe Yoshi P will decide with what the community will want. Well here is the kicker on on that in my opinion. If this is true, Yoshi P knows his community and that they'll be angry about this type of item before he even said anything about that
4: it. That is true, yeah.
6: The example I would like to use is during the Las Vegas Fan Fest, Yoshi P had announced the Mog Shop Cash Shop. Uh, Yoshi P saw the worry and anger. Later on down the road during the London Fan Fest, he confirmed something. Something that says no jump potion. Yeah. Straight from Yoshi P in nope. English, no pay to win. You're right. And You're he right. saw the
4: happiness that his community had. That was actually, that was a really important quote that we got and and you know what? It'll it, it allayed a lot of fears. You know, like there were a lot of people who were very concerned with the idea, the concept of a cash shop being yep. put into this game. And he was able to very quickly go, no, guys, we're not going to do that. And I would hate <clears throat> to see him go back on this decision. She says, uh, if this is not the case, I feel the community is now
6: backstabbed from Yoshi P's words from less than two years ago and makes me worry about what else is going to change that we like. And that's from Trinixia Servia uh, of Sagatana slash Ultros.
4: Well, hey, you're haters. Thank you very much for that email. I can't agree with you more. Yeah, no, that that was a direct statement from Yoshi P. No and that was to win. That was very important. Very, very important. And I think that he should stick to his guns on that. I absolutely yes. do. Yes. Uh, so let's take this uh, second email here from Raggins. I got this one. Okay. On July 5th, the
0: BG forums will celebrate its 12th anniversary. And it got me thinking about how the FF online communities evolved since then. So many of these communities have disappeared since then. Many didn't survive the WoW Exodus, the level at cap increase in FF11, or the failure of FF14 1.0. Like a certain inspector, both BG forums and LBR were presumed dead until a realm reborn came out. <laughs> I can share your feelings when you guys struggle to expand your community at the same time, try to satisfy your core fans. Aren't we doing the same thing when we criticize SE for pleasing
4: too many casuals while letting the hardcore players down? That's exact. Yes, that is exactly. Yeah, but that's that's the narrative though. Like if. Like, what else would we talk about? It would it, it would be like if we didn't talk about these kinds of conflicts or like this kind of, you know, this kind of friction, then we would just be doing the old show and explaining to you how to play this game. And this game explains to you how it wants to be played. You're not stupid. We don't want to treat our audience as if they're stupid. You can figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. It's very, very simple. All of us were able to figure it out. So now, what do we have to talk about? Well, we we have the content to talk about. And that's sort of where we dig in. So yeah, it is the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. And I do have a, you know, there is a part of me that has a soft spot for the position that Square Enix is in because we are in the same position. Mm-hmm. It is difficult to cater to your core fans as well as try to expand your audience. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, I hope you guys don't mind if we party with you guys at the FanFest. Well, of course not. Yeah. We were able to secure, secure about a dozen of the tickets to the fan fest, and Matt Hilton will probably lose his jobs for letting so many BG and LBR <laughs> staff members in.
4: Hail to the king, baby. We've also got about a, a dozen about people. A dozen, yeah. Well,
0: Matt, if you do lose your job, we have a couple intern positions open. <laughs> <laughs> at PS- least one. P.S. I have a few copies of a dojin which features a certain Aniro from Limit Break Radio. What?
4: Oh, were you in a dojin? I not, not with my consent. I'm sure <laughs> your knowledge? fans will appreciate the Phoebe
0: the freebies if I bring them with me at the fan fest.
4: Reagan I, site admin of the Order of the Blue Garter. I have to what? see I've never seen this. We need proof. Yeah. I've We're never seen this. We need proof this of the can't wait to see this hentai. I do it's not be believe great. that this happens and if you start making it now that doesn't count. Oh it totally does. It does not. Ugh. It'll count. Ugh. Takes place in Orum Vale with young 1.0 in I'm <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. And just many Marlboro tentacles. <laughs> All the Marlboro tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have run 10 minutes over, guys. I
0: that was pipe weed I was
4: smoking. Here's the thing. All right, I, I, I asked this early on because, I, you know, um, it, it, the stream saw it. The, the connection got lost to the PlayStation 4. It's fine. It happens. It's going to happen. But we did that as a way to try to bring the heat level down in this room. Guys, how did we do? It's
8: about 84 in here.
4: It's better.
0: Yeah, it, it's as you say, it, for me because I've missed the past few. It seems like it normally is. So as hot as it's been outside the past few days, I assume this is a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I, I think
4: yeah. I, I really do. I think that uh, that you know have doing the remote play thing is uh, is is really smart, um, and it worked out. I, I really do. I I don't think that it looked any worse. Uh, and we only had that one dropout the entire time. As long and I even know what happened. The controller turned off. So every, every once in a while, if you just like, if you hit a button once, like midway through, we'll be fine. So that'll be Pop's job when you go out to get us. Uh Oh, drink. no, it's, the controller's right it's, here. Yeah, the controller's oh, it's right it's in there. here now. Yeah, cool. So. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, that's going to do it here for us at Limit Break Radio. Guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning in live here at twitch.tv slash limit break radio. If you're a podcast listener and you want to make the jump to being a live listener, join us on Sundays starting at 1 p.m. here at twitch.tv slash limit break radio. Uh, we will uh, be doing our show live and you can call in and be a guest. Let us know what you think about uh, what's going on on in FF14. You can also email the show hosts at limitbreakradio.com if you don't have time or don't want to call in. Maybe you're a little bit bashful. And uh, we've also got Twitter accounts at Limit Break Radio, Facebook.com slash Limit Radio. Make sure that you check out all of that. And uh, also, we've got our Patreon account, patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. That's the way that all of our programming is supported. Guys, that's down to 1775 at the moment. We really want to see that come up above 2000 or else we're going to have to have some considerations on how we produce our content to be able to make sure that we're not running ourselves out of money. So uh, if you haven't yet, if you've been a... Passive listener to Limit Break Radio. Maybe you tune in every week. Maybe you download the podcast every week, and you want to see uh you want to see us maintain uh y- you know our Consistent weekly content. Schedules. You want to see Final Encountercast continue to grow, then head on over to Patreon.com/slash limit break radio right now. Even a dollar a month helps us out. It gets you access to bonus content. We've got a whole bunch of other rewards that you can take advantage of over at patreon.com/slash limit break radio. Started to get a couple of pictures of people's shirts coming in. They look really fantastic. Guys, we want to see more pictures of you guys in your shirts and your uh, posters, so make sure that you're tweeting those out to at Limit Break Radio. Alright, that is going to do it, guys. I want to thank you so much for joining us here at uh, Twitch.tv and invite you to subscribe to the podcast at LimitBreakRadio.com or at YouTube.com slash Radio. We post all of our shows over there as well. I want to thank my crew, Kalo Jux. Escalia. we got woody in the background and even though she had to take off this week shout out to kooky persona and nika kayani and guys i just noticed it's a huge sausage fest in here it's a huge sausage fest this week yeah like having ephemeral absent makes it any better fair enough all right that's it thank you guys i'm Aniro. keep listening Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Today's episode was produced by Kahlo Landis and Kooky Persona. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zuri and Eurexin, Azura Giacho Bianca Forwin Kalina Ashsaber Thor Carson My Waifu Satori Komeji Darbykins Sakura Chan and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners To support Limit Break Radio visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by The Geek Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com/slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.